Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the turbulent waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and dungeon master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined as ever by Robbie, rollicking Randy Dandio Bellicom, Sam, trolloping Tandy Andio Burns, <laughs> and Ellie, bollocking Brandy Mandio Sparrow. I very much want to bollock Brandy Mandy and see what that means. That sounds great. That sounds like Aww. a new cocktail. Brandy Mandy ever done to you? <laughs> Fuck Brandy Mandy. <laughs> and indeed, Absolute. that's uh, pretty much okay. the premise of the cocktail. Hello, listeners. For the very first time, well, actually, very possibly, Happy Halloween. Uh, based Yay, on the time that this is going to go out. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, and in a spooky circumstance, this is the first episode, 17 episodes in. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, is that, that's nearly four, over four months of recording. Uh, five, yeah, about four months of recording. Uh, that we have finally been able to all be in the same room. We are all at the same table. Yeah. It's, oh. it's weird. It's intense. Oh. I love it. It's You're great. all three-dimensional. I'd forgotten. Mm. Yeah. You've all got faces and arms and stuff. It's great. I don't just have to look at the microphone. I'm still looking at the microphone because I'm addressing you, gentle listeners, but still. Sam's <laughs> not two foot ten. Who knew? Oh, God. God. Oh, no. We're going to have to actually imagine the height oh. difference and use our proper brain well, meat. Why could... don't you stand on a chair? You sit on the floor. Yeah. I'll stay where I am. Yeah. That'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Now, okay. Me sitting on the floor, we have established, if I sit just flat on the floor, my head is about where Corson's would be. That's oh, oh, so stupid. So, sorry. <laughs> so oh. listeners, we left you on a cliffhanger last time. Yes. We have uh, a huge one. You're going to murder us. But if it makes you feel any better, we had to wait two weeks. Yes. And uh, we have bought a real weeks. bottle of whiskey for the purpose, because yes. it felt only apt. Yes. Speaking of the passage of time... We've reached that special time where we cast our minds into the present to ask future us, what messages have you to communicate? Quite a few messages this week, past Jason. First of all, this week we received a very special package from Canada. Ice cream! Ice cream dice, that is. Our friends at Ice Cream Dice sent us two beautiful sets of their new ice cream themed dice. A lovely mint choc chip set in green with little chocolatey flakes inside and some gorgeous three colour Neapolitan dice as well. We gave them their inaugural rolls at Comic-Con and can confirm that they are absolutely adorable. We can also confirm that after studious licking they sadly do not taste of ice cream. Unless you put them in ice cream, which we did. Then you get sticky dice. Don't lick dice, kids. Just don't. Ice cream dice aren't properly out yet, but they are doing a Kickstarter in spring next year, so if cool dessert-themed polyhedrons float your boat, pop over to icecreamdice.com and you can sign up to their mailing list for more information. We've added these to our collection, and we look forward to rolling some mint chop chip and Neapolitan during the show. Next up, we'd like to talk about our current sponsor, Libris Arcana. 
Libris Arcana offers monthly or quarterly dice subscriptions. Head over to librisarcana.com and for less than 12 US dollars, just under 9 quid, you can receive a set of 7 premium dice and 3 randomly selected bonus dice every month to sate the will of the die-hungry beast below. This month's set is American Pie, but there are lots of cool dice in their back catalogue, including some highly situational dice, which include the Pride dice, High Viz dice, and sets of glow-in-the-dark dice. You've just come back from a long, hard day of snowboarding, and you're hanging out with your friends in this obscure Somerset pub. You all crack out your character sheets and start up a game of Dungeons and Dragons. But wait! A hunky guy walks in. You're single. You're a dude. How do you communicate that maybe this hunky guy should consider you dating material? Well, obviously, get up and buy him a drink. But while you're doing it, crack out your set of rainbow-coloured pride dice so you can enjoy a hearty game of role-playing while also openly displaying your pride in your sexual preferences and gender identity because you rock. So, you've bought him the drink. You've convinced him to give things a go, and pretty soon he's elbow deep into you and the game. Because he's never had more fun than he's having right now as a three foot tall halfling cyborg warlock named Rodrigo. But wait, there's a power cut. No worries, you just crack out your set of glow-in-the-dark dice and carry on. It's a good thing you, your friends, and Rodrigo have all memorised your character sheets by now, since everyone's phone has run out of battery and you can't use them as a torch or backup sheet. The night comes to an end, and the mysterious publican has called you a taxi on her antique landline. You, your friends, and Rodrigo, you still haven't actually learned his real name yet, all pile out and wait on the edge of this isolated highway. There's light from a solitary street lamp, but you're a hazard in the dark. That's okay, you always come prepared. Your friends all don their high-vis jackets, and you crack out your high-vis dice set, so you can keep playing and still be visible by the taxi when it comes. Rodrigo seems impressed by your preparation, and presses his sexy body close to yours in appreciation. Or maybe he's cold, but it's still pretty hot. At last, the taxi arrives, but as the door opens, you can see that this driver is none other than Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf. Buff naked, sharpening an axe, and his fangs dripping with blood. What dice set will get you out of this pickle? Additionally, listen up for a spot from our friends over at Party Vantage during the break this episode. This week on Robbie Watch, Robbie is in Buxton, another spa town famous for its natural springs with alleged healing powers and uh, associations with Celtic deities. Buxton is the highest market town in England above sea level. Uh, not that there are any market towns in England below sea level anymore. But I mostly know it from the brand of fizzy water I used to drink as a kid. God, I love Buxton fizz. Anyway, this week is the second and last week of Schrodinger's Dog, the show by Ellie's theatre company Break the Verse about a man who wants to kill himself and accidentally takes seven people hostage, all of whom have the potential to save or destroy him. You can still catch it up until Saturday, the 3rd of November at 7.30pm and at 2.30pm on the Saturday by booking tickets online at whitebeartheatre.co.uk. It is a fantastic show. You should come see it, and when it finishes, Ellie will finally be able to discover what sleep is like again. 
Our fantastic stowaway Sarah, who you can find on Twitter at the handle at spicy underscore burritos, with burritos spelt B-E-A-U-R-I-T-O-S, has set up a Discord server for fellow stowaways to converse. We'll put up a link to the server invite on social media and in the episode description for this episode. So if you are a discordant type, feel free to head along and say hello. Uh, you can also head along if, uh, instead of Discordia, you prefer Eris, as both are goddesses of confusion. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, we have just come back from London MCM Comic Con. We're all so tired and so happy, because that was an absolute blast. We saw some cool things, we saw some less cool things, we met some of our favourite artists and performers, but hands down, our favourite part was meeting and spending the day with our first stowaways that we've actually encountered in person, Mitch and Charlotte. Getting to know you guys was the absolute highlight of our day, so thank you very much for coming along, and thank you so much for making this our best convention experience yet. We love you. And that's it from Future Me. Now your job will be to uh, interpret the noises that follow to determine next week's messages from even more future me. (laughs) 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 And Oracle-like, we shall interpret those signs. (laughs) Okay. They're telling us to make friends with Chewbacca. Yes. <laughs> Chewbacca, what do you what messages from the present? <laughs> <laughs> I think Timmy's down a well. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first That's time all of us have looked at them. Well, I've been able to see all of us stare at the mic because of expecting really a message. I mean, that's that's where you all are, yeah, listeners. Yeah. You're all inside this tiny microphone. Yeah, yeah. you're right in the centre of the table. I don't know how you're fitting in there. In the midst of the activity here. Yes. Oh. Just free them. <laughs> Speaking of getting into the midst of the activity, the time has come, gentle listeners, for flintlocks and fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken, storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously on flintlocks and fireballs. After four very exhausting, high-tension days and nights in the city of Crosswater, the party have at long last tracked down each of the four shadow nests scattered about the city. One by one, they have confronted and extinguished the rogue shadows of Kors and Horus. Finding the last nest in the most unlikely of places, 
The party fought their way through the bordello of the silken sail, engaging in a high-stakes fight with shadowy monsters and prostitutes and gigolos, uh, <laughs> carrying an orb of enchanted daylight up until they found the proprietor of the silken sail, what remained, at least, of Gautier Bonchance, and within him the problematically real shadow of Corsenhoyes. The party were able to successfully destroy the shadow, but not before discovering a series of locked chambers with further shadow bonds being created within them. And an unexpected revelation from Corzin. The party have sent their ally and companion, Fighty Gubbinswick, out to fetch some clerics who can hopefully make sense of this situation. In the meantime, the three of them are sat in the palatial grand chamber of the silken sail, bitterly exhausted, drained, wounded, and shocked by the trauma of what they've gone through, and the words that have recently come to light. As we return, Celestia, you pass Corzin a bottle of whiskey, and you say, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, but like I said, if I'm going to talk about this, I'm going to need a drink. Right. Here? Um, this is not a good place. We are surrounded by dead people. No, you're and absolutely right. And potential sissy killing bombs. Shall we sort that out and then go to the pub? Yes, please! <laughs> yeah. Right. Pub it is. Wait for the clerics. Yeah. We can't leave here until we're sure that all of those are not going to do anybody. Yeah, we don't anymore. want to be having a heart-to-heart and then the city fucks up around us, you know. No. Okay. You spend five tense minutes waiting for a response. But, very quickly enough, uh, a familiar, a pair of familiar figures... Uh, run up, you can hear their, st- their steps through the staircases uh, before they reach uh, the chamber in which the three of you are waiting. The uh, extravagantly clothed form of Fighty Gubbinswick emerges. Uh, in Close behind him, the now familiar uh, dancer-like physique of Victor Fass, the uh, cleric of St. Bridget, uh, who, uh, who enters. By the regent, I can see that, uh, and he's he's kind of looking at the uh, at the layers of destruction scattered about the room. Your friend, he said that there was uh, something around here. Yes. Um, people that I should see. Yes, but you might not want to go straight into the room. Uh, we think in those rooms just over there. I beckon over to the door. We think we have some shadow bombs. Each one of them is at least as powerful as the one that started this whole mess. The regions have these saints. 
One moment. You see him focus for a moment. Teresa, Brynden, I need you both now. Meet me directly at the Silken Sail. I will be waiting here. Bring any clerics you can trust. Leave the guard out of this. Yes. I've got a priest in a whole house. <laughs> the priest is telling his friends to meet him at the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> he pauses this for a moment. The high priest. As if he's listening to something that you can't hear and then says... Me and Scamper like... We're just giggling. Vibrating in the corner. <laughs> yeah, okay, they are a little confused about why I'm bringing them to a whole house, but they are uh, coming with all the things. <laughs> Would Corzin know what he's doing? Uh, make an account check. My favourite part is they knew this was a whole house. No. Nineteen. Yeah, you've seen this before. Uh, on um, uh, it's it's usually be done by uh, mages rather than clerics, but you're aware that clerics can have access to this ability, uh, and you've seen it before on naval ships. Uh, a ship's mage is usually able to cast a sending a mm. verbal a, a verbal message transmitted instantly, regardless of distance. They are uh, very limited in how often you can ca- uh, they they can be done. Uh, but obviously they are very they have a great deal of value in strategic communication um, as light speed communication usually does <laughs> uh, and indeed within uh, as Victor sort of paces uh, or each of you uh, silent including Fighty who you notice quietly moves over to his, uh, to his uh, jacket folds it up uh, so that the uh, half skull uh, the sort of cranial bowl of uh, Gautier Bonchance and it, the uh, liquid shadow within is still concealed and just sort of quietly tucks it under his arm. Um, yeah. And kind of uh, whispers. Listen, I can tell. I'll explain all of this to you as soon as we get out, but I don't think I should do this while I've got the uh, cleric right here. No, I, I don't know, think they'll be found, so. I know how to work this stuff. It's safe so long as I keep it out of the sunlight. It better be. Can I just see, see, see if he knows what he's talking about? Um, uh, do I trust that he knows what he's doing? Like oh, um, a dirty twenty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, for this hard drinking, hard fighting, seemingly uh, you know, caring about nothing but uh, fun, uh, Taylor. Uh, you get the impression that Fighty is speaking from direct experience and that this is something he he considers himself an expert in. Okay. Interesting. Just keep it safe, okay? He taps the, 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 the hidden uh, skull bowl. Well, well, don't worry. If we... He thinks for a moment. There is... Uh, play, uh, there is a tailor's shop not far from here. I know... Uh, I know the man who runs it. We can go there directly and I can explain this. Um, as soon as uh, they've brought their reinforcements. Yeah. Okay. We've got a very important thing to do in a pub. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> but we'll just see you after. That's right. I'll tell you where to meet me. Great. So, uh, another ten minutes later, what can best be described as a brigade oh. of the clergy emerge. Um, <laughs> about a dozen, about a dozen uh, robed clerics, some in slight, some looking more like they've quickly thrown on a coat uh, or, or, and have come from places of rest. Others, to get uh, to others in full, uh, 
in full one in at least uh, one in full ceremonial garbs if they've been interrupted partway through preparations for a ritual um emerge you can see that two of them are clearly at the head of the others one is a female human uh with short blonde hair uh, and seems to be and her clothes are very loose they're very mobile uh, uh and she moves gracefully but with a different sort of grace to victor's sort of dance-like grace uh her clothing while loose and mobile is incredibly practical she looks as if she is kitted out to uh, uh, it's all the very image of someone who's kitted out to go on a long journey except that there's a lot of um style stylized embroidery to the sides of her otherwise practical mm. travel coat you get the feeling that this might be some sort of uh Kind of reli- uh, symbolically religious overcoat mm. of mm. sorts. Okay. Uh, the other is a dwarf, um, a little short uh, by dwarf standards, actually, but stockier to make up for it. Uh, he and uh, he has frizzy black hair. Uh, it sticks up on his end, uh, on the ends, uh, from his, uh, from the top of his head. He basically has an afro, okay. uh, and his beard is similarly frizzy, and it's held in place with a massive steel uh, ring. Um, and uh, he's actually got he, he's actually got uh, quite sort of um, I want to say sort of uh, southern Mediterranean sort of uh, uh, type skin, quite okay. a dusky uh, dusky coloured as well. Mm. Uh, he looks like he might have come from one of the dwarf clans. Uh, to the southern end of the continent Mm -hmm. Um, and he is wearing the more uh, ceremonial classical type robe he's got a stole on uh, but you can see that uh, emblazoned on the stole are images of hammers and shears and what's a stole uh, a stole uh, is one of those, uh, basically one of those long ceremonial scarves you sometimes see yeah the flat ones yeah I'm on board cool yeah Um, and the pair uh, never heard them referred to before Mm. (laughs) Uh, the pair of them are marching ahead of, of what you, and you now see that uh, each of them has, bro- has brought six clerics behind and they're very clearly of two different camps um, the cleric speaks up, uh, the, the dwarf speaks up first Vector what the, what in the name of the region is going on here and who are these people and he uh, points to three of you Victor uh, uh, intervenes these people have successfully saved this city what are you talking about with a reason you're facing five dormant uh, shadows rather than 20 yeah. plus angry God, ones. How many were there? It was a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of dead people in the basement. A lot uh, of quite old dead. Well, I don't think they're old. I think the shadows made them rot, but quite rotten. You might want to prepare. The but, human woman sort of nods and without uh, wasting words on it, uh, flicks her fingers at three of her clerics who immediately begin to rush downstairs. But they're all fine now. Never mind. Um, the problems are the... There's a lot of shadows inside people in the lock rooms. We don't know exactly how many are in each one, but I would suspect a lot. There's got to be at least as many as we At least five. Yeah. Maybe more. You said that uh, you believe they are attempting to create more shadow bombs. It's the only thing that makes any sense. They've got enough people here that they managed to kill. And there was one intelligent shadow. We know they're not usually. You've probably encountered them by now, but there was one that knew what it was doing. We got rid of it. It's okay, but we think... That's what the mess is. Yeah. The dwarf speaks up again. Victor, I thought you had... I thought you had some uh, elite group taking care of this. Well, Victor turns back and says, 
looks at the three of you pointedly and says, Yeah, and they have. The dwarf seems to take stock of the three of you again. Of course, in Cox's tricom. Do you want your glow ball back? Victor kind of <laughs> carefully extends his hand. Uh, yes. That was extremely uh, useful. We can't thank you enough. It may yet be useful if we're dealing with those. Yeah, you might want to keep it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the human uh, woman uh, finally speaks up. I think we'll need to cordon off this area. Keep everyone out. And she looks a little da- a little sidelong to the dwarf and to the orc. And let's maybe not invite our drow friends to this one. I don't. I never entirely trust the military. She cracks her knuckles. Good decision. This, uh, I believe, there is some precedent for clearing this sort of thing. Open the doors, uh, and she's she nods. Are to, you sure? She nods to another of the clerics. Maybe one at a time. Maybe yeah. one at a time. You might want to do all of them. Okay. The, the, the young human man sort of goes, oh, okay. Well, it's up to you. Uh, I mean, if you know what you're doing. He takes one of the doors and seems to... Get my rapier out. He <laughs> mutters pre- uh, and, and uh, moves his hand around the lock and you see uh, flicking... Uh, well, only Celestia and Corzin see flicking out uh, from a- around his neck is a is uh, what appears to be a bright red squirrel uh, oh. which runs down his arm, sort of kisses the lock and you hear of the lock opening uh, before it runs uh, back into hiding. The door swings open and you can see there is um, a young woman in um, a somewhat revealing dress uh, lying still. Uh, Cause make a medicine check. Mm-hmm. Let's see. An 18. You would say comatose rather than dead. There's a very fine faint yeah. sign of breathing but you like you could easily have assumed that she was uh, stone cold dead her skin what her, what you can see of her normal skin is bone white and pale but it is occluded by the fact that all of her veins arteries capillaries are just uh, are, seem to be filled with ink um, it's, it's just this That's complex nasty. tracery mm. of black all across her flesh She's still alive in there somehow, but we've got to get any of those shadows that are in or out, otherwise she won't last long. She are may you just be sure alive. it's still going to be her, or are they just breathing for her at this point? <sighs> Can't be one. sure, but unless you want to just chop her head off, I don't know. Well, the other ones, when we knocked them out, they came out. The, uh, yeah. These are in it unconscious, that's different. <laughs> the dwarf, uh, you notice, uh, gestures to another cleric who produces a uh, very fancy-looking but still quite sharp-bladed axe from under his robes, um, at which point uh, both the both of the other clerics go, <laughs> I wasn't suggesting that you actually do that. Victor turns to the uh, female one. Teresa, you said there might be some uh, uh, something we can do. Well, in the meantime, for the immediate moment, I think between the three of us, we should be able to erect a ward of daylight using the power of the day orb. 
uh, around these rooms. That should contain them until we can uh, devise a more immediate solution. That only disorients and weaks, weakens them. What are you going to do after that? Talk to them harshly? She, or are you doing something different? She, kind of, uh, she, she looks down at you and for a moment there's just kind of daggers in her eyes before she seems to get uh, calm over herself again. And with the appropriate blessing of the regent and their saints, we have a means of forging daylight into physical walls that the undead cannot pass. Useful. It needs to be sun. There needs to be sunlight to do it. But with the day orb, we should be able to create a cage that will bind them until we are able to find a solution. A solution which, uh, Victor, have you used your sendings for the day? Uh, yeah, I'm afraid I have already. Very well. I will take care of making the appropriate sendings to the cloisters. Hopefully, within a few hours, we'll have a response as to the correct rituals to be needed. This is not the first time that the, that the church has disposed of a shadow bomb, though it has been, she swallows, some decades, perhaps over a century, since we have last needed to. Nevertheless, the church has records, and I believe that between the three of us, we should be able to purge the shadows from these men and women one by one. Brendan, the uh, dwarf, you know, says, <clears throat> can't promise that they'll be alive, but we'll do what we can to okay. save their souls. Do you need us to stay around in case there's a flight? They look at each other. One by one, they sort of shake their heads. They didn't see. No. We are able to take care of this from here. Thank you, each of you, on behalf of the church. Right. I will... You may, uh, if you wish, I can send a message to you when we are ready to conduct the purging, if you wish to come back then. I think that would be a good idea. Right. Uh, the brass lantern, though, is, uh, that I sent the uh, holy water before. Shall I send them yeah. uh, to you, Zach? Yeah, we'll be in the pub. Yes, yeah. we'll be in the pub I for some am time. An adult dwarf. It's <laughs> 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 best you just sort of get. <coughs> Brendan, <laughs> Brendan looks at you for a moment, but, but has other things on his mind. Uh, <coughs> uh, before you go, before you go, um, uh, please allow me to quickly introduce you. Uh, this is uh, Priestess uh, Teresa Sadler of uh, Saint Mary, the patron of travellers. And this is uh, 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 this is uh, Brendan Axshaft, uh, the cleric of Saint Luke, uh, of the uh, patron of uh, crafts, spoken and uh, lawmakers. Uh, we are all in your debt, Brendan. You see, he sort of <laughs> looks as if he's doesn't as if he's a little uncomfortable with the exact wording of that, but seems like but all three of them seem like they have business to be getting on with. Okay. But we well, shall not keep you any longer. You know where to find us. Indeed, I do. Thank you again for your aid. Do what you can. Be well. Best of luck. May the regents be with you. Please do them one at a time. <laughs> be well. Good. Right, all of you. We'll begin the process of setting up the sun vault. And uh, you see them beginning to uh, take taking the day orb and setting it down and beginning their various priestly preparations. As the three of you make your way out, uh, 
on your uh, on your way out you see fighty has been waiting a little bit further down he gives you directions to the tailor where he will be for you to return to at your convenience he will stay there until such time as you are ready we owe him a drink yeah, yeah. we do is he looking okay he was fucked in that fight um he looks kind of punch drunk but you <laughs> know, business as usual kind of you know from experience that a bit of rest will cure up yeah his ales so what do the three of you wish to do pub drink yeah. short rest while drinking yeah yeah okay on the walk to the pub I go God a thank you from the church it's not something I thought I'd ever be getting uh, I thought the horns would stop that happening <laughs> <laughs> There are some people out there who are at least smart enough to know when it's in their best interest to keep their mouth shut. Hmm. I've never claimed to be one of them. <laughs> God, let's go and drink. Let's go and drink heavily. Because <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> worth mentioning, I am a, I, you, Yeah, unless you haven't... Uh, you, I've been assuming that you've had the... Uh, Dwarf disguise on because the you, whole time. you had it. You had it to well, get to the would. yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Since we've been in town and we've met the Gramanis everywhere, that's yeah. been up. Yeah, unless you're physically in the Gramani compound, you've been having yeah. it on. Yeah, yeah, because they're important. Oh. <laughs> okay, you make your way back. I believe. You, are you going to the Brass Lantern? Yep. Yeah, that yeah. seems like the homiest place. Yeah. You stumble your way through the uh, city streets. The sun is low in the sky. It's probably about five o'clock in the afternoon. Within an hour or so, it will be sunset. But for the first... Oh, oh dear. For the first time in days... <laughs> I freaked out at sunset. Despite the ice that seems to creep around your hearts as you see the sun's position in the sky, you realise... The threat is contained, at the very least, if it's I'm not. I'm still listening to screams. Okay. Mm. You make your way back, and already the uh, parts of the brass lantern are beginning to fill up with uh, mm. artisans coming in after a day's work. Uh, but seeing the three of you arrive, uh, Mordecai or John Smith, looks on you. Yeah. Um. Hello, John. Could uh, could we get a bottle of whiskey, please? Yeah, no problem. Um, tell you what, we've got a we've got a private room in the back. If you want, if you three want to just uh, that would be good. Yeah, you look like you need it. Mm. By the way, um, we think everything might be fine now. I'm very glad to hear. Worth that. keeping an eye out for one more night, but he nods. Thanks. You're all right. Passes you the bottle of whiskey. Does not does not bother about charming you. Oh, that's very kind. <laughs> I'm gonna put a piece of gold in the t- in the where the money oh. box is and oh. try a sleight of hand it. Make a sleight of hand. Oh, dirty twenty. Nice. Okay, you slide it through a thin gap, uh, despite the the cash box currently being closed. <laughs> right, I guess. I have no idea how much whiskey's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Good whiskey is a gold piece. A good whiskey is a gold piece, and yeah. uh, he has actually given you a bottle of good whiskey. Okay, so I guess that's decent, I suppose. I don't really need to rate this because we have Morrison's finest bottle. <laughs> but I'm going to pour us a drink. Oh, it's a nice sound. Happy sound. 
Oh, the DM doesn't get any because he's you not taking some. Drink. That's right. DM has his own drink. <laughs> Large whiskey. <laughs> Loads. Oh. Mm. I don't know how good this stuff is. Three of you uh, settle down in the mm-hmm. lightly cushioned uh, benches around the small table in his private room, uh, lit by a an oil lamp hanging from the ceiling. And as you close the door, the uh, hustle and bustle of the bar is muted. And you find yourselves alone at last. I was going to tell you this anyway. You've been... With me for long enough, played straight and fair enough by me that you really deserve to know. But unfortunately, the last couple of days we've been somewhat Big. sidetracked. <laughs> lot on our plate. Yeah, it's been a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I. Uh, There are two times in my life when I acted like a coward, and they were not coincidentally. If you're going to say one of them was Savitskazal, you were sensible in Savitskazal. Stop beating yourself over the head. It's stupid. Well, as a result of what went on there, I found myself. in a place called uh, Warwick's Watch and I was in a bad way to put it mildly and while I was there I met someone who was Well, exactly what I needed at the time. And about... I don't know. Well, some while later, uh, she came to me and told me that she was with child. Right. And that when her captain found out about it, she'd be out on her arse. As a sailor. Mercenary, actually. She was a novice scribe in a, uh, uh, in a church before she signed on with them. I think she'd have probably ended up, if she'd completed her training, much like those fellows back there. But, uh, anyway, she was out on her arse and ended up having to get uh, a bunch of jobs that were frankly beneath her skill set, but I did what I could for her, um, financially, 
It's part of the reason why I'm out here. My plan, one of these days, was to get enough money I could buy a ship of my own, set off with her. But after after little Corson was born, I was trying to tell her to move further inland because it's not safe living by the coast. But she's already done far too much for me. I've seen him maybe 20 times in the last seven years. It'd be all maybe approaching about a foot tall now. <laughs> he's yeah, he's always you, then. <laughs> <laughs> he's always so happy to see me when I come back, but it's it's not often enough. Every time I do, I'm always amazed how much he's grown. But yeah, he'd be seven going on about 20 now. <laughs> but yeah, I um, wasn't planning that, but it's, it's funny how these things turn out. And another big part of the reason I'm out here is for him and to keep him safe because at the moment it's only a matter of time before he and his mum aren't How do you mean? The first time in my life I acted like a coward You ever heard of a, a little place called Barnacle Point? Darling, I haven't heard of anything. I've been overground for a month. I mean, probably not. Right. Well, it is. Was. I mean, make a history check. <laughs> you might have. Yeah. You, you've I lived, definitely have. You lived in a coastal town. That's an eight. That's an eight. Probably a town somewhere. Sounds <laughs> definitely. coastal. Coastal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the barnacle in the game. <laughs> That's not much of a stretch. Yeah. It was a naval fort. Small town. Mainly the I grew up there with my uh, younger brother. And... You never said you had a brother? No, I didn't. We were threshers. Mum and Dad went fairly early, but um, he and I carried on the business. I remember one day I was sat on a dock looking out to sea. I could see there was a storm coming in. He was sat there with me. And then suddenly lightning struck the fort once 
twice, three times, four times. And on the fifth time, the rocks started to plummet into the sea. Uh, knew then it wasn't an ordinary storm. After that, we looked out, saw it was like the sea was rising up to grab us. There was a huge rogue wave, maybe 80 foot high. We started running back along the pontoon got inside the walls just in time but as soon as it hit the walls they buckled and after that half the streets were flooded and it was at that point that we realised that it wasn't just water that had got in it was chules and all manner of other denizens of the deep, but they were just pilot fish for what was coming. I remember seeing a tentacle, large as a tree trunk, rip the wall to pieces like it was made out of tissue paper. It grabbed up all houses and threw them into the ocean. It was chaos. There were people running everywhere. I remember water surged down the street. Boldest boats off our uh, off our legs. I came to, and I ran back to the house, and I hid under the floorboards. It took me a while to get there, though. Those bastard things were everywhere and they knew exactly where to hit us I remember that the lightning carried on it set half the buildings alight eventually I when I came out there wasn't a roof left on the house I nearly was trapped down there by the debris. When I got outside, I noticed that there wasn't a tenth of the buildings left standing. There was water everywhere, up to your neck, and bodies. Lots and lots of bodies. I went out, I tried to, to find him, and got back to where the pontoon was, but it wasn't there anymore. But that was when I saw him. My baby brother Wendell, face down. Wendell? You said Wendell, in that room. Yeah, I saw him. 
brother I couldn't save. So that's why you don't want the willing by the coast. No, when that thing's out there. I remember the Mayor Barnacle's point survived. He was a friend of mine, Keith Greenbottom, but he and I had a serious falling out that day. He was talking about rebuilding and getting everyone back on their feet. Wasn't enough people left to call it a town anymore. And I realized, I've realized since then exactly what had happened. It wasn't some random attack. It wasn't some force of nature, some great beast out of the ocean. It was farming us. How do you mean? It'll come back. These attacks happen about once every ten years, somewhere. How long has it been? Can I make a... You don't need to. You've been keeping religious track of the <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh, I thought I so. But you might need some DM help. I can tell you exactly when the last attack to happen was... In just going to confirm this. Yep, the last attack to happen was in 1787, when the oh Kraken. Oh God! Ten was, years ago. When the Kraken uh, fail attempted and failed to destroy St. Gregorsville, uh, a colony in Seoul, but it, but although it was fought off, the it was fought off at great cost. Seventy percent of the navy was decimated. Ten years ago. Exactly ten right. years ago. And you're out here getting money so that you can move your kid away from the coast. I'm out here getting money so that I can get a, a ship together and our martyr is probably what it'll be closer to. I'm going to find this beast one day and I'm going to kill it. The cycle has to end. While it's alive, nobody is safe. What does it get out of it? Is it feeding? You described it as farming. What did you mean? It doesn't destroy places completely. It leaves enough that they rebuild, and yeah. ten years later, it, comes, it comes back, back and back. does the same thing. And so I does told it only eat once every ten years, or is this is this a gorging thing? Is there or? something else is after? As far as I know, it's such a large beast that it can wake up once every ten years find a place that it it claims is its territory eats enough that it doesn't completely destroy everything and leave it barren but leaves enough people there that stupid idiots like Greenbottle think it's better to rebuild rather than actually take the fight to it Right. I left home that day and I've only been back to Barnacle's Point once since then. So your lady and child aren't there? No. Good. But it hits different places each time. They're in... Mm. So it takes more than ten years yeah, to... Yeah, it'd take at least 20, 30, wouldn't it, to properly rebuild a town. And that's the and thing. And to rebuild to the point where people have forgotten, perhaps longer than that. That's the thing. It never attacks the same place twice in the same ten-year cycle. But it has hit things as far as I can tell I've got dates of 
going back at least a hundred years. Is it the same time of year each time? It varies, but it's never more than ten or less than nine. So it could be any point this year. Uh, I will actually correct you on that. Yeah. It has never been more than twelve or less than eight. Ah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I was forgetting. Yes. Close enough. Okay, so not necessarily this year. I tried to... But soon. I tried to persuade her... Her name's Molly. I tried to persuade her to uh, take the child inland. But she wasn't having any of it. She'd already done far too much for me. And so... Did you explain to her that it's not for you? I told her it was for everyone, it was for little Corzin, it was for all of us. She Love humored you me. Child after yourself. <laughs> I didn't. Oh. Because that seems like the sort of thing you do. Shut up. Because <laughs> you would. I would not name my child little Celestia. I would be a little bit more creative than that. Would you? Thank you. <laughs> yes. She did. Oh. And shortly after he was born, in fact, I only missed it by a couple of days, but I was going back... Oh, you missed it? I was going back to Barnacle Point to get him something. Something that would remind him of where his family were from. The ship I was on hit storms and we were delayed by three days. She understood, but... He's seven. Regent loved that woman. That's old enough to be on a ship. Can't you bring him with you now? On a privateer? Ah, uh, maybe not. <laughs> he could be a ship's boy. Plenty of them are. I mean... To be honest, the thought had crossed my mind, but really and truly, I am not going to be an effective uh, seaman if I'm worried about That's what my boy's doing. He needs to forge his own path in the world. I, I am... Damn well determined that whatever he chooses to do in life, he's going to have the freedom to do it. He's going to have the opportunities that I never had. So you had a kid seven years ago. You're really old. <laughs> old enough to know better, young enough not to care. Oh. Cousin. Revenge is all very well and good, but. Did you never think about just packing up and moving inland with them? Fucking it all, just being with them? Getting a job? Of course I did. You might stop the, the thing coming. No. But you'd be fine, you could... I ran what from that thing else? once, and there are going to be an awful lot of people who are going to die if that thing isn't taken care of. And... I've spent the last, what is it now? Pause for notes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'll check my calendar. <laughs> it's been just over. Numbers check. <laughs> yeah. 
the attack on Barnacle Point was 29 years ago. And how old were you then? <laughs> You're older than I thought you were. <laughs> what were we doing on the 15th of Falling Leaves? We were just... I don't know what date it is. It's the 30th today. Oh. So that was two weeks ago. So... It was a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago. Ten day weeks. Ten day weeks, <laughs> of course. Maybe we were on... Um, might have been at Slavitska's Isle. Make an intelligence Maybe. check. Maybe. No, earlier than that. Oh. Wait, how long did it take Hang to get on, here? I need dice. Ooh, oh, that's look at you good. being smart. Mm -hmm. 18, <laughs> I can think. Well done you, you can do basic math. <laughs> on the 15th of Falling Leaves, you were stealing a gimp suit. Oh. Oh. That was when we were fucking with the Harbour Master. What I didn't realise at the time, until I thought about it afterwards, but... That was my birthday. Happy birthday! How did you not realise it was your birthday? I haven't celebrated it in years. It's easy not to know. I remember what Wendell's birthday was. I'm going to get you a present and there's nothing you can do about it. What was Wendell's? Happy fucking birthday. I... If I'm... If my mother is to be believed in what year I was born, that would have made me... 59. Ooh, you're really old! 59. God. Wait. I'm not very good at telling halfling ages. <laughs> More days are high, uh, ahead of me than there are behind, still. Huh. Halflings live longer than I thought. How long then will again, I live? I'm not sure I was told the right things about halflings. I don't know. We all live until the day we die. Wow. It was so profound, Corzin. You've had too much whiskey already. You have, because that was just a sentence that meant something rather than a profound statement. <laughs> <laughs> but you said it like it was a profound statement. Corzin, then... we should celebrate your birthday. <sighs> Why don't you celebrate your birthday? Birthdays aren't that Birthdays big not deal. being celebrated is shit. It sucks. It's awful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look. We'll give you a birthday. When do you want your birthday to be? <laughs> I don't know. You can have a joint birthday today with Corzin if you want. <laughs> When's your birthday? When is my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> or it's in. I've got it down somewhere. It's like it's in the one of the winter ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, let me see if I've got it down. <laughs> uh, it's def. It's like it's the fifteenth of one of the winter ones. Oh, I can't remember 15. what it is. I remember Corson Junior's birthday. When's that? Can we have a party then too? Twelfth of Falling Blossom. Oh. oh. It was a summer baby. <laughs> Yeah, well, there was not much to do during the winter months. <laughs> You're all great. <laughs> Never say that to him. <laughs> uh, when the time's right, I'm sure we'll both get the opportunity to laugh about it. But I'm not back there as often as I would like to be. But I just remind myself that I'm out here doing what I'm doing so that he doesn't have to live in fear. 
That's nice. Molly understands, but I don't think she really believes. She wasn't there. She doesn't know. No, and to be honest, I was in bits after Slavitska's in more ways than one. I had to swim for, well, it seemed like days. We should stop in there sometime. Well, I after mean, after everything, after what happened at the university the other day, I'm tending to think sooner rather than later. I was hoping, had this situation not arose, maybe uh, we might have had some time to uh, chatter a, a vessel out there. Cause if 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 I didn't have something very very urgent, I'd go there right now. I understand. But, um... Your thing, then our thing, then we'll see little causing. Right, you are. How far away is that from here? I'll be taller than someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a fucking giant. I'll, I'll be, be older than someone. Probably. <laughs> You're definitely older than him. What's seven look like? <laughs> Smaller than you. Smaller than you, I think. I don't think you're little enough to be seven. And also you said you remembered seven, more I than seven I think I remember years. seven. It's about 200 miles away. Like, as, as the crow flies. Um, Four days. Two. Uh, on three, the Charlie's Regret, day and a half. Four. Day and a half. If oh. on the Charlie's Regret, day and a half. Is it close to Meadmere's? It's seven. in Meadmere. Ah, that's where you knew about Yeah, seven. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I actually knew about them beforehand, you'll be uh, pleased to know. And you'll also be pleased to know that I didn't get in trouble with them this time. This time? Molly was part of a uh, mercenary detachment that was uh, acting... Uh, well, they're actually, they were uh, there on shore leave, but hers just ended up lasting a bit longer. Mm. <laughs> what does she look like? She's got about five inches on me. <laughs> oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> well, she always used to say we're the same height when we're lying down. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Less sweet. She's a dirty bugger. I like her very much. She's a practical woman. <laughs> She's halfling for dirty bugger. Ew. <laughs> Any more of that? So she's game. taller than you. Yes, there is. You want some? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> she's got like long wavy red hair and. Uh... Sorry, me and Robbie are laughing because in our previous campaign, every single barmaid was called Molly, and they all had fucking red hair. <laughs> I was totally like, in love with one of it them. It was like Nurse Joey. I was like, so in love with her. <laughs> I was like. I feel like we had to say that because it looked yeah. like we were laughing at your like traumatic story, <laughs> no, no. and we're not. Molly with the red hair, I loved her. Yeah, and Robbie's character <laughs> shagged her, cake. and it was yeah, incredible. I... And oh, yeah. <laughs> so many times. Red-haired Molly. It's... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Please yeah, carry on. Please will... So she's she's taller than you. She's got red hair. Carry on. Piercing green eyes. It's... She always seems to. Uh... Well, 
Meant that she uh, looked good in uniform. But uh, that made me a green. Yeah. Although her captain would have probably had my eye if he'd caught me, because I'd cost him essentially one of his best soldiers. Hmm. He was a bastard, though. Why didn't she go back to her job now? You could stay home and move inland and let her go back to mercenarying. We'd spoke about it many times. She's... She's turned her hand to down near anything. But, uh... I think... After Little Corson was born... Having children, though, it... I think I truly think it, it changes you. Her her priorities shifted, and so did mine. To be honest, if anything, it kind of gave me a kick up the arse to actually go out and do what I meant to do. When I left uh, Barnacle Point, I knew one day I would kill that thing. I didn't know how. And I honestly didn't know half the things about it that I know now. I'm still not entirely sure, but... I do know that it... It can be killed. Not to sound awful, but, um... You're chasing a pipe dream, aren't you? Isn't it better to chase what's concrete? He was your kid. I think it's pretty concrete this thing's coming back. I'm not taking the chance that theirs is the next place to get hit. But really and truly, that thing is probably responsible for more deaths than all the wars that have been fought on this continent in the last hundred years. Entire settlements have just been ripped to pieces lives destroyed I think you're under underestimating war I've seen soldiers coming back it's not pretty not enough of them ever come back and of the ones that do not enough of them come back well, if you put all the limbs together you can make about three quarters of the number of men there are Oof. if you're lucky but this thing was indiscriminate. Soldiers kill each other because it's their duty, because they're loyal to their uh, uh, country. This thing kills indiscriminately. Men, Do you think it's intelligent, women. or is it just blind rage? It's very intelligent. The tools were like pilot fish to it. Mm. If it knows enough to leave enough to come back one day, it's smart. Pretty tactical, actually, isn't it? It's farming us. Like, when you're farming vegetables, you take the second best crop, and that's the, uh, the one you eat. The best crop you put back in the ground, so you have an even better crop next year. And that is about the extent of my farming knowledge. <laughs> I, say, I, I think I know more than you do. <laughs> I can honestly say I know fuck all about farming. 
It's too yeah, that sounds logical. Of course, you know about farming, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sorry. I don't no, actually I don't think, think that anymore. <laughs> I don't think this whiskey's working. I feel fine. We should get you into a drinking competition. That is a bit odd, I I've have to say. I've not been drunk in ages. God, that must be terrible. I know, God, I don't know what I'd do if I couldn't drink. Maybe it's puberty. <laughs> Ask the other tieflings, they'll know if it's puberty. Quite possibly, actually. I mean, Should I be drinking this much? Is this not... I'm going to ask Mordecai. We'll go up to the park. <laughs> you open the, the door, go out the top. Oh. Yes? Um, this is going to be a weird question, but can you get drunk? Of course I can get drunk. Could you get Where's drunk during puberty? <laughs> <laughs> if if my father didn't catch me, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, good to know. Thank you, bye. <laughs> no, it's not Shakes puberty. Head, goes back to cleaning <laughs> Maybe I've just not had enough. I'm it's definitely not puberty. We'll see what happens. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, make constitution safe, please. When I went through puberty, I did very little else. Really can't say. I did not have a lot of alcohol um, during puberty. I wish I'd had more. There's an eighteen. Okay, like your bladder's a little full, but you don't really need to pee. I think shadows took terrible. But no, no effect from chugging half the bottle. Nope, it's definitely puberty. <laughs> it's not puberty. John M- Mordecai said. I can say his real name because we're in a private room, so it's okay. But yeah, Mordecai said it wasn't puberty. I've never heard of puberty doing that to a folk. Then again, everybody knows fuck all about tieflings, don't they? I mean, I know bits because I've met a few, but I don't know about, like, puberty. Never really was in the position to ask. (laughs) I think it's probably a weird magic thing. All your hair fell out that time, took a couple of days to go back. There's no reason, you know, your alcohol drunk things could fall out. And what about that, that was time fucking weird. you grew that pink I beard? I want to confirm, by the way, that the um, because you could all hear the music, the music stopped that you could all hear the moment Shadow Causing was slain. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, why that's... would you do that? <laughs> oh, that's hideous. No. Oh. I don't know why that's so awful, but it really is. One of the, one of the wins of uh, magic effects last uh, last time was that about halfway through the brothel encounter, you started to be able to hear the yeah. music. It stopped, I'm saying, the moment shadow causing was destroyed. Oh. That's awful. Okay. How do we know that music wasn't to do with the shadow? No, it's happened before. You felt weird magic-y. Okay, good to well, know. Well, you remember... Way back in Skorrell's Cove. Yeah, yeah, we heard those drums. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. weird. Sometimes I need stuff to happen, and then weird stuff happens after it. Speaking of Skorrell's Cove, did I tell any of you that Stringer Smith turned up in the Finger Woods when we were with Vera? That is, is that weird? You didn't see the Finger Woods, did what? you? <laughs> no, so... There were woods made of fingers. <laughs> there were woods made of fingers, and... Um, we felt like we weren't in the room. We felt like we were there. I don't know if we were. I did we disappear? Were we there? I think I, think I did that. That was you. I, I might have known You that. little shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? The weird magic thing happened. And then I... You, sometimes it happens and then I know I can make things better again. Um, but only when weird stuff happens. Well, me, I was mean to ask you. Was that a unicorn I saw the other day? Oh dear. It's been a unicorn more than once, darling. Keep up with the times. <laughs> no shit. It's like when I was big that time and then big again. Did I do it three times? I can't remember. You did it a few times. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it was three. It was two inside. Uh, uh, no, two. I don't remember. Three. 
Three. Oh, wow. Odds oh. of that are slim. Um, maybe so we need to read up on whatever you are. Wisdom thinks you're a sorcerer. Maybe this is a sorcerer thing. But sorcerer is not a good thing, is it? Not necessarily a bad thing. She Remember they what they said. Yeah, they go evil or they get used. I don't like that. Well, Maybe look, we're certainly not going to use you, and I think so long as you're with us, there's very little chance of you going evil. I'm only planning to use you to win money in a drinking competition. Besides that, I have no that other plans. That sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. What they said was... I mean, what, what, what they said to you, uh, they're not necessarily good news or bad news, but... They're big news. Maybe. Well, think about it. You have a gift, Scamp. It could just be like your stuff. You just do stuff. That's No, it's not the same. Me and Corzin have these things floating around us that we ask to help them. I don't know what yours are like, but mine are, mine sort of want entertaining. Mm. We all That's have... why they're with me, because I'm very exciting. At but, this particular um... moment, the uh, pride spirit is fluttering playfully <laughs> around the whiskey uh, bottle while the ambivalent octopus is just clutched around the edge of Corzin's mug, just gently sipping... <laughs> sipping! Not actually reducing the level of alcohol, but for whatever... Per- like sticking a tongue purpose, in it and yeah. tasting it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, sticking a bit, sticking beak, its yeah. beak yeah. in, and just... an octopus can go through any hole that its beak can fit through. Yeah, which is horrifying. Oh my, I hate it. It's all the beaks are so small. Yeah. Mm. It's the worst. It's just dipping its beak in the in, in the in the, in the rum. Sorry, whiskey. Yeah. But yeah, is definitely. Me and Corzin, we've got these things that help us. I know you can't see them, but not many people can. It's like, I think maybe all the one of the very few other ones that I've met actually. Not not mm. many, a handful. Yeah. But you don't have those, and yet you can do stuff. You could have them, but they could be in you, or you could Ew. just not. <laughs> I swear, you have a dirty mind of either of us, and you are like a child. But um, but we don't know how much of one, to be fair. True. Mm. I can't believe no you're fifty-nine. Offense. I've been told I look well on it. You do look well on it. Well, I don't know how halflings age. Yeah, actually, what's so. what's the life? When's puberty for you? <laughs> yeah, how long do halflings live? I remember, uh... What's considered an adult? Around 20. Well, then you are old. Uh, <laughs> but... Oh, I was in the... oldest one I ever, uh, ever heard of was, um... Well, there was a... There was a guy who was on the town council who uh, claimed he was over 200, but that was a bit freakish, to be honest. Oh, God, you're all babies. <laughs> well, I mean, compared to some. Compared when, to elves. When is your birthday? You just said 15th. Give me a winter 15th month, please. 15th of falling leaves. Yep, it's not falling That was yours. That was yours. Yours. Mine. Yeah. yours. Everyone um, on the Winter 15th. month, one minute. I actually, out of character, I do remember that I picked the 15th, definitely. Mm. Like, I yeah. definitely did. That is coincidence. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I picked the 15th okay, of Falling Leaves because it's closest to my roll, actual roll in, in life D6, birthday. D6, right. It seems simplest. Six. Six. Falling Snow. Oh, falling Snow. Falling Leaves, Falling Snow. 15th of Falling Snow. Cool. We'll have a party. Winter Child. You have the same months down in the Underdark? Do we have the same months down in um, the Underdark? I think we do. 
For I mean, they, you, you have the same, same months. Point. They don't like there isn't an agricultural calendar um, because uh, mushrooms grow the same regardless of season when there's no also weather. Also, the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but the but for historical reasons and mostly for uh, trade uh, the, reasons, the I guess. yeah for trade reasons, uh, the dwarves uh, because there's a lot of trade with the dwarves who do operate on be- between the underdark and the surface. Having a calendar is useful. Mm. Well, I mean, yes, we do have the same calendar. It's it's a bit stupid. It's it's basically because of trade with the dwarves, but we don't really have weather, so falling snow. Mm. I mean, my birthday's the 15th of falling snow. I've never actually seen snow. Never seen snow? No, I lived in a cave. That's true. I'd never seen the sky until fucking months ago. I nearly shit myself. Wow. Have you looked? Have you actually looked at the sky? Yes. You feel like you're going to fall into it. It changes. It's... The sea must have freaked you out. I, yeah, I nearly pissed myself. It's a lot, wow. and there's a lot of space up here, and yeah. it, it's. God, the first time it... I just watched it change. Sunset. You, you lot take the sky <laughs> for granted. You really do. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing. It's incredible. Because I'd only seen things like that day old. That was the most light I'd ever seen. Hmm. Yeah, I that big it. one they got up in the sky it takes a hell of a long time to change. I saw a dragon once. <laughs> Set there. What? what? Nothing. A dragon? <laughs> once. Really far away. Maybe. I don't know. It could when? have just been a big flying thing. I don't know. I couldn't count then. I when don't. you were young? Can you count now? <laughs> I can count. Okay, good. One. Two. Okay, if one, you can count, three. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> You saw a dragon? Once, really far away. I don't really know. Um, Probably. Maybe. Doesn't make a history check. <laughs> I mean, I am aware that dragons are a thing. And, um, <laughs> Not that aware, clearly. Six. Oh, so aware. Okay. Um, <laughs> there is one dragon that I do know about, but... The uh, last proper worm flight um, was about 40 years ago. Uh, you remember that one? There was a, there was a lot of dragon killing going on, um, but it's entirely uh, possible that a you know y- that a a young kind of adolescent dragon that survived the culling mm. of the uh, of a worm flight could have uh, passed back over uh, over Scarl's Cove at mm. some point. Or is Scarl's Cove? Uh, he dragon? witnessed this, did he? Ah, uh, yeah, no. Anyone who is on anyone who is on the uh, east, uh, the, the western coast of Jova, uh, or during uh, about forty years ago, would right. have would have witnessed uh, hundreds and hundreds of tiny dragons flying over the continent, uh, trying to eat and everything in sight, and mostly being killed so that they didn't grow bigger. Right. I remember the uh, dragon flight when they said we were on the uh, the edge of it at the time, but there were some places uh, further up the coast where they say they blackened the sky. There were so many of them. Was there loads? I don't remember. <laughs> one. <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, there was one. So maybe not the same day. Well, I'm not old. <laughs> Nine you are nine. really old. How old are you? I'm thirty. Thirty. <laughs> Writing that. So you're the oldest of us all. <laughs> you're going to die first. 
Well, <laughs> well, there's two Does ways. Does anyone know of, uh, how long that. tieflings live? Do well, I know? Uh, do I know how long tieflings live? I'm the only one who could conceivably uh, know. You do. Um, they uh, they live. I know. <laughs> a li- it varies. Um, yeah, I'm going to die first. <laughs> it varies. Usually, you you've not heard of uh, you've not actually heard of a tiefling dying of natural causes. Uh, but the general, but, but the general assumption oh. is that uh, the general assumption—that's horrendous. Oh my mm, god! Um, but that's uh, but there are strong cult, uh, but there are there are cultural reasons for that. Ended up, um, regardless, to the tieflings that slaves you, don't live that long. Um, well, uh, if I say anything, yeah. I will reveal something. But okay. um, no, in the case of uh, in the case of tieflings, uh, you believe that you you've not heard of one over a hundred. You know they're 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 very short lived like humans, but they are very useful. So I mean, you don't live that long. You only be about a hundred or something. Oh great! I'm gonna die first. <laughs> oh yeah, I live a fucking lot of you. Much good hey, me, do <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> you. Uh, I'm gonna live long enough to see the end of that kraken, one way or the other. Kraken. Well, I. I hope to be able to help you, because. You've helped me a lot. And actually. the two of you have played fair enough by me that I honestly felt that you deserve to know this because yeah. it is it is the main reason I'm out here, if I'm honest. And one day I'm going to get a ship and hopefully uh, uh, one day that ship will become a flotilla. Hey, I'll be part of your crew. I know I can only sing, but you sing really well. I would Thank be. Thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> it would be my pleasure. There's a lot to do before then. I've drunk a lot of this whiskey and I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, seriously, no. Seriously, we need to find you a drinking competition. It's very important. Yeah. At um, this particular point, <laughs> there is a knock at the door. Have we had a short rest at this point? We have had a short rest. Thank you. Okay. Good, good. Oh, my God. We're all short rested. I'm rolling my hit die. I'm also rolling a hit die. So my strength... It's short rest to get strength back, isn't it? Oh, I don't like any of my dice. Help. Um, oh, that was a good roll. That's full. Go. Fabulous. Do you lose hit, temporary hit points on a short rest? I believe. Yes, you do. Lovely. Yeah, from what I remember. Ugh, my sh- hit dice are rubbish. Oh, it's fine. But um, got a good modifier. <laughs> yeah, if all goes well, I'd like to be able to do something for you. Well, that's very kind of you. I'm sorry that I can't say. I will do it right now, but I have somebody waiting. Well, you understand, I hope, now, what I meant when I said I know what it's like to lose someone who's close to you. Yeah, I do. I'll try and help. And I hope I never understand properly. But I'm sorry for your loss. So do I. Hello? Sorry to bother you. Um, Go I've got a uh, I've got a priest out here that says uh, it's time. Pub and a brothel in one day. Oh, naughty priest! Don't come in. 
the one of the uh, younger or a very forward-thinking one. <laughs> one of the younger priests uh, that you saw as part of the coterie earlier kind of opens it, pokes his head through. Hello, yes. Uh, Can we help you? Father Thass said... Um, Scamp sober. Remember, Scamp is sober. <laughs> sober. <laughs> Says Robbie, Robbie pouring more whiskey into a glass. It's really nice yeah. whiskey. It's really nice whiskey. But Scamp and a little has bit uh, fewer inhibitions than Robbie does, yes. so it's sort of... Very true, out. so it balances yeah, yeah, yeah. out. <laughs> Scamp is a better person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, Father Thass said they're going, they've been able to find the right ritual. They're going to begin it shortly, if you want to... Witness. I think we better. You know, for peace of mind, I wouldn't mind actually. Yeah, that would be good. No, I'm. I'm I'd done. like to see this dead. Yeah. Just for our own satisfaction. This, this has been. This has gone on for far too long already. Mm. Let's take the whiskey. Okay. <laughs> you take the whiskey bottle with you. You down your 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 little cups. Oh no, we don't. I'll. I'll um, be very drunk if I, I do that. Your character's down the little cups. <laughs> The players can continue to sip. Yes, uh, the players are going to sip very sensibly because the players are a bit pissed. Yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, are quickly escorted by the priest back to the brothel. You can see that uh, there are now a number of dour-faced men and women in in priestly in uh, what look like priestly robes, but with muskets. Ringing the outside. I'm keeping of, my beard on. Excellent. Ringing the outside <laughs> of the uh, silken sail. There is a. There are a couple of people who. Yeah, a small crowd has stopped, uh, curious. But you see that the uh, armed that uh, the armed well not clerics but uh, church soldiers are making an effort to move them along. Uh, Upon seeing the three of you arrive with your uh, priestly escort, <laughs> you <of> whiskey. are. <laughs> uh, and oh, whiskey. yeah, they were just uh, passing around. The sipping, they look a little bit curiously at the whiskey, but they step aside uh, and you're escorted back up. We're in an elite task force. <laughs> we're very elite. Yeah, we date responsibly. Of a, speaking of elite, there's no drow about, is there? Uh, no. Thank fuck for that. Right, <laughs> seems, good. It Although it's not really dating anymore. I'm going to pull my hood up, yeah. though, just okay, in case. Do. It seems that uh, uh, that Sister Sadler's uh, distrust of the drow uh, has mm. saved you from any encounters with the oven guard on this occasion. Good, I Excellent. like her racism. It's good racism. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what was her surname, sorry? Uh, Sadler. The, Sadler. Uh, the names of the three clerics are Victor Thass, Teresa Sadler, and Brynden Axshaft. <laughs> Brynden Axshaft is an yeah. incredible name. Ten points. It's a, it's a classic uh, dwarf, isn't it? It's really good. Yeah, <laughs> I like it, makes it a lot. Me giggle. Yes. <laughs> is it because of the word shaft? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's shaped like an axe. <laughs> oh no! Why would you do that? Oh. Moving that mental image out of our minds. Yeah. The three I of you should remember are... my mother listens to. <laughs> the three. Hi, <laughs> Mama Bellicom. <laughs> Enjoy the dirty jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> the three of you really are escorted up to the top of the uh, of the silken cell. The handful of rooms have been secured. And you can see, raised in front of the doors, uh, currently closed, uh, each of them has been opened one by one. There is what looks to be a wall of golden light just I put filling. my sunglasses on. Yeah, you put the sunglasses on, which is good because they are blinding to you initially. Ooh. Even for the rest of you, they're quite strong. It's like looking, not directly at the sun, but quite close to it in the middle of the day. 
you can see that the uh, that uh, the a uh, that uh, the uh, Brynden's stole has actually been taken off and rolled in a circle around the day orb. It looks like the day orb is a little uh, weaker in its output than before, but uh, that seems to be because most of it is being drawn to power the uh, golden walls. Behind each of them, in each of the rooms, there is a man or woman with uh, with uh, somewhat revealing clothing and uh, pale skin just choked with thick black veins, arteries and capillaries. Each of them almost uh, dead looking, but just slowly very slowly, very shallowly breathing. You can see that the priests, uh, the three main priests are clustered around the first, uh, actually they're clustered equidistant between the uh, different rooms. Uh, <coughs> I'll just quickly confirm how many rooms there are. I stated this last time, but just to be sure. Yeah, so in the silken, the silken cell rooms, there are Six six of these either side of the of the central chamber so one in front in between each pair of doors and the other priests are mostly gathered in the uh large sort of you know uh king the king's suite as it were uh do uh, they and they seem to be muttering in time under their breaths maintaining a chant the two of you who can see spirit sight can now see that a massive cluster of spirits of all different sort of animal looking forms are now gently uh, spinning like stars in a galaxy around the day orb oh, and you can see standing behind the three clerics are three tall humanoid figures made of glowing light scant you can't see any of this uh, one it, one seems to be uh, that each of them is kind of indistinct in its own way, but one seems to be uh, dressed in a lot in an old traveler's cloak, equipped for uh, equipped as if to go on a journey. One seems to be actually shorter than the others, dwarven in appearance. You can see a golden a beard of silvery light uh, stretching out, and a heavy hammer in, in his hand. The third seems to be. Uh, wearing a, uh, seems to be wearing a flowing but uh, easily but quite movable dress, as you might see on a dancer. Uh, but each of them are staring at those uh, at the uh, golden walls. And the victor kind of looks at you, and you can see that he seems focused. But ah, you're here. Then we shall begin. Yeah. By the regent, by all of the saints. Saint Maley, we Saint Bridget, we ask your aid. Saint Maley, we ask your aid. Saint Lou, give us your bloody aid, <laughs> and let us purge these lost souls. And all three of them begin chanting quickly and desperately. And you can see, Scamp, you can see that golden light begins to pulse under their skin outlining the traceries of their blood vessels uh, and it begins can to... Can we see this too? And you, everyone can okay. see this. is beating in time with uh, you notice the, a pulsing of the day orb of the golden walls and something seems... there's just like a little twist of wind or something around each of the four... sorry, the six bodies and all of you watch as they begin to twitch 
and shift like they're, they're spasming a little bit and one by one each of them their eyes flick open and they are black orbs and they seem to they, they are pulsing as if they're on the verge of retching and just a torrent of hundreds of shadows begins to spill out of each one so thickly that they, they fill the room that they are forced against each other forced into the glowing walls as you see they hit the walls they are burned away by the light for the next minute just this uh, on just these six independent storms of shadows seem to just burst out of every pore uh, uh, every uh, 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 the, the mouth the nose uh, of each of these uh, six victims and to the point where they're almost invisible in, in, invisible it's just six rooms of storming raging shadow and six flickering walls holding back beating against the purging of uh, these uh, of these vast forces of darkness the day orb begins to flicker it grows dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and you see cracks begin to form along the side of it yeah but magic holds it holds the, the day orb begins to grow weaker and weaker until eventually only the clouds begin to fade a few last scant shadows are, are still visible but they seem driven away from the bodies forced into the weakly shimmering layers of light and with that the day all cracks the six uh, fields gently shimmer away and, and dissolve and you can see they are covered in small wounds. It looks like every vein has been sliced open. Oh, no. They are bleeding profusely. Six on the verge of death uh, prostitutes. And you can see at this point, uh, a, a, a half a dozen of the priests in the other room uh, charge in and uh, immediately begin uh, laying hands on each of these uh, on each of these prostitutes. Uh, but as they quickly mutter prayers, you, you can see their spirits filtering away from the uh, remains of the day orb, pressing their uh, their, uh, their forms over the uh, uh, over the injured people. Those of you who can see them, mm -hmm. um, and the the vet, the hundreds of cuts and splinters oh, begin so to dreadful. seal up uh, with soft white light. They work quickly, and by the time they re return. You can see the six figures are unconscious, showing every showing every sign of uh, days of privation, but shallowly, however shallowly, breathing. You don't know whether they will ever how much has been taken from them. You don't know if the how long it take them to come out of their coma, but well, they've got the right number of shadows now, at least. But each of them indeed does just have a single normal shadow now. Wow. Victor looks down at the uh, shattered remnants of the orb. Well, the chapter house won't be happy about that, but I think if there's all things considered, a worthwhile price. 
Either that or... I'd go along with that. The end of the continent, yeah. really. Yeah. With hundreds, that is that is the end of yeah, I don't this th- city and further. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is going to be... An, well, this isn't going to be an easy letter for me to write, but... Good luck. If... Thank you. And thank you for... Um, giving us that when we needed it. It, it. I think we would actually be dead without it. So thank you for your assistance and for your spells Agreed. and you've Everything. really helped. Thank you for believing us, actually. That was huge. He nods. You can see the other the other two clerics have moved back to uh, and, and seem to be checking on the bodies of the, uh, the unconscious forms of the various prostitutes. So Victor addresses you quietly. I have one question. Yes. Uh, well, a few, but the first is the three of you, you are sailors. <laughs> you move around, yes? That's right. Yeah, you could call us sailors. <laughs> I have done a little looking around. I believe you work on the Charlie's Regret? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I leave it to you then whether you would whether you you would appreciate a public recognition of all you have done not really thank you I don't want it to be public thank you yourself sir if you do go for it yeah you can have it all it was just you I I can't Um, be mentioned honestly I'm a dwarf the Oh, the fame is not something I, I was ever in uh, in this for, and to be honest, while I am well aware this was not my fault, I'm just glad I had the opportunity to prevent it from going any further. I if, mean... If you happen to have any um, means of aiding us in in kind for uh, for what we've done I wouldn't say no to that but yeah if you could I mean if but if you wouldn't honestly, mind doing as a favour that would yeah. be lovely but I, I wouldn't ask anymore it's funny you should mention that I think um, I'm afraid any money that uh, the money that I have in the church's resources will be going towards tending to all those who have lost and have been well, you, you said you could just about afford to give us so many holy wars, so we're not expecting money from you, don't worry. But the favour is what I had in mind. And he reaches into his coat and he pulls out what appears to be a gold-leafed, edged, um, heavy piece of paper. It's quite very expensive paper, there is watermarking on it. Hmm. It has been stamped three times and it has attached to it on a ribbon an old style lead ball, sort of uh, papal ball style stamp, mm. where it's literally a piece of lead has been stamped to have that uh, marking. Mm. Um, he also produces a small leather case for it, places it into it, and seals it. I do not give these out lightly, and this has been only possible with the consent of my fellow priests, but. Under these circumstances, we think this is appropriate. He debates for a moment and then ha- passes it to you, Corson. All right, I take it. This is a favour from the Church of the Regent. It 
if I you open it and, get... you, and it basically it's there's slightly there's a, a slightly complicated wording and a lot, and a lot of praising the regent and such, but it basically says the bearer for the services they've conducted to the church, the bearer of this document is entitled to ask one favor of any kind from a priest or cleric of the Church of the Regent with the authority of the mother, uh, the head of the church in, um, in Tyre. And any priest will be expected to fulfill that favor. Okay. Nice. Use it wisely. Until then, simply presenting it will uh, will be enough for most uh, churches to welcome you in and uh, at the very least provide you with a little bit of a a small assistance. But that is for something... If you ever need something big, hold on to that. Don't lose it. Understood. Good to know. We have one which was... uh, given to us in trust by by the Holy Mother. Um, we will not get a lo- another one for a number of years, not until she next uh, sees fit to make one. There are only a certain number of those that are permitted to be in existence. Thank you for your trust. Thank you. Yeah. Know that we won't waste it. There's a lot of dead people downstairs. Yes, we have already. We have, in the time we were waiting for a response from the cloister on how to conduct this ritual, we have already taken the necessary steps to prevent any other spirits inhabiting them and oh. raising them. What about their families? Will you find them? Of course, we will. Thank you. We will do all we can. Thank you. Do you need There's help, or are you okay? This, I think, is a matter that the church is well equipped to deal with. People There's um. Good. One other matter. He nods to another of the lesser priests who brings over the heavy chest uh, that was located at the side of the bed and places it in front of you. This was found uh, in the room back there. We have not yet opened it, but it may contain things of worth. You are welcome to take it, as we have not, as uh, it is not yet, until we open it, uh, part of our uh, budget. If you wish to leave it, then I will uh, accept it with gratitude and use it to help those I can. But Mm. if you wish to take it and you can get it open, then I will understand. Can I see if it's trapped? <laughs> Make an investigation check. Oh, why am I doing this? <laughs> oh no, that's a six. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be trapped, as far as you can tell. I open it. Okay. Okay, it is locked, however. Shall I give that a go? Yeah, do you want to have a go and yeah. go? Yeah, that I'm a little bit better at, I think. Oh, you are? Brilliant, that was a good um, one. Thieves tools. Yeah, stick with that. Uh, is that dexterity based, isn't it? Because I have not written this yes, down. So I think it's dex plus proficiency. Yeah. So that's a dirty 20. Okay, you just easily sort of slip down and... Um, if it's trapped, Victor, <laughs> Victor, you notice, uh, pointedly looks away while you're doing this. <laughs> and um, I whisper to the two, um, I'm sorry, I know this isn't morally great, but that could be another scrying spell, so... 
Yeah, let's look. No, agreed. Yeah, it's. I do turn to Victor and say, "See that you do find the families of those people. I don't know anybody who deserves that. What happened to them? No, they will. Mm. Well then, thank you for the chest and the favour. Mm. Very kind. We Until didn't do this for rewards. So. How how mm. many bodies were there? At the current count, we are over 120. Oh, God. There were a lot of those bodies. That's a lot. I haven't got enough gold to help that many people. The church does, but as much as we can. Do you want any gold? We will manage. We have, the church has deep pockets when it can be persuaded to uh, reach into them. And I think under the circumstances, with the letter I'll be writing tonight, if there's I can any persuade help you, the bishop to open them. If there's any help you need, just let us know. You know the three of you are. have done enough and more than enough. Take solace in knowing that you have saved hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of lives. Thank you. Hopefully, sometime soon, we'll have the opportunity to bring to justice the person who was responsible for this. Nods. I would appreciate if you know the identity of such a person, any details. She's called Olga Gristlegums. She's a witch. She's more than a witch. She's would witches we, out, people out of character, magic. would we know... Precisely yeah, what do she we know is. Her species, genuinely? Uh, I'm actually going to say, um, give me an icon check because these everyone? are everyone. Anyone who wants to. I'd actually, like no, to. Nope. no, you don't get to nope. make an icon check because I made you do this back in episode three. You did, I remember. And, yeah. yeah. No. Uh, okay. No. She's not uh, a human, though. The, yeah, you you can all kind of work. <laughs> that you work that, I mean, Which? you didn't see it, but the other two, but two, like you never actually saw this happen. But the two of you did see her tear her own skin off at <laughs> one point. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna say, she's. We thought she was just a sort of swamp witch, um, but then, I don't know if you've ever heard of anyone tearing their own face off, and there's a sort of bluey grey, most hideous thing you've ever seen underneath, and it's her. It's all her fault. She took I a child. Cannot... We're gonna get her back. Then may the regent aid your chase. I cannot say I've heard of such a creature, but that is indeed not not a uh, not a creature of the civilized world. Remember the name, though. She doesn't lie. So if you ask her her name, he'll, she'll tell you. Olga Gristle. Olga Gristlegums. I will let the Don't scry on her. Don't scry on her. She she, um, she knows how to hit backs. For... We scryed on her, and she looked back through a necklace she had. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, that's um, <clears throat> shouldn't be possible. Impossible. We've been told. Yes. <laughs> and yet there is a uh, a professor at the university who will verify our story 
Uh, Out of character, what's her name? Tumblebrook. Uh, Tumblebrook. Sandy. Sandy. No, that's a different one. Yeah. No. They're the same person? The Sandy. Divination. Sandy. Sandy. Yeah, yeah. Sandy. Sandy from the uh, Divination uh, Professor Catchment? Yes. Catchment, yeah, thank you. I, I, I uh, sometimes name. go to, uh, do, uh, to the same dinner club if with her want, and, but, and Butterman. If you want to know we're telling the truth, ask her. She'll tell you we're not lying. It was her that we got to scry, and unfortunately she got the um, ill effects. Very well. Actually, luckily, she's, she's okay. Um, don't worry, but... Thank you. I will make sure to do that. Yeah, but don't scry on Olga. Last we were able to determine she was in Meadmere. She, um... I will see it. Oh, she it puts like I have a few letters to be She right put in. some sort of egg in an army barracks and it screamed. It was blue with speckles. I don't suppose you know anything. This screw Do you know... Uh, what sort of scream are you talking about? Um, it, it went through the scrying. It sort of made... Um... What did Sandy say? It was like it was in her chest, sort of. She didn't look. It was very painful. Well. It it wasn't. It it was screaming that injured her, and she heard she it had through the crying. She blood coming out of her ears and nose. It's like when you hurt people with words, but yes, worse. like um, like an illusion sort of scream. Hmm. I'm not sure I've heard anything like that. I mean, the only sort of screams and such I know of are like the screams of banshees and such, but you only find them in uh, very, very deep woods and forests. Don't think she's a banshee. Yeah. She didn't but scream much when we were around. Yes, please keep an eye out because, as I say, um, she won't, she won't lie. She'll tell you her name, and also she has um, child. a child with her, blonde girl, very pretty. Her okay. name's Clara. Clara off. Okay, I will make sure to alert our agents and leave me here. Thank See you. what they can find. Yes, I mean, I hope she never comes here, but just in case. You know, it's scrapely. We'll find her eventually. We will. But I will leave you to your... to some vela and rest, I hope. Mm. Yes. So mm. I rest. We, um, <laughs> we walk out. As and, you, um, uh, take the I... Sorry, yes. As we walk out, I say, um, you know, it's funny. Thank you from the church. Um, <laughs> for starting a fight in a brothel. For starting a fight in a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> Even causing laughs at that. You want to know something? I was nearly a cleric. <laughs> really? Yeah. You would make a my... terrible holy woman. I would make a terrible cleric, but my mother would be very proud. Oh. Somehow I never quite pegged you as cleric material. Yeah, you know what? Neither did I. Well, if you ever meet Molly, you can have that conversation with her. <laughs> <laughs> um, once you've made your way out, you take a ch- uh, the opportunity to actually quickly check the lo- the chest that you've opened yeah <laughs> uh, it is jam packed with coins and jewellery not a lot of it extremely precious but quite a lot of it it seems that Gautier uh, shoved in here all of the belongings from the various corpses he stripped that he hadn't already sold or uh, spent in some way Counting it out, there is, in various coinage, most of it's silver, 240 gold pieces, and various items of jewellery that you would judge to be worth roughly 450 gold pieces. Bloody hell. Okay. So how much in total? 
Greetings listeners, are you looking to add more D&D fun to your lineup? Then be sure to check out Party Advantage, a D&D 5th edition play podcast featuring two campaigns alternating each week. In the Arius adventures, you'll set off into the land of Arius, from the ancient dragon gods that created this world to the rise and fall of various races and civilizations, this land has history that stretches far into times long forgotten. Our heroes find themselves on a journey that will take them to the busy city of gnomes, the gilded halls of the high elves, and to the deepest depths of the Underdark. Then in the Farwind Saga, you'll travel with our group of anti-heroes for their suspense-filled exploits as they explore the enigmatic continent of Farwind. This is an ancient land lost to the histories of Faerun, where mystery and danger shroud the deep forest, forbidden mountains, and dark mires. Yet every risk offers tantalizing rewards to those brave enough to take them. Will these parties gain the advantage on their next encounter? Find out every Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you then! Hello, I am Surter, head of the Oten Hordes. Now, many of you are perhaps wondering how I, Surter, defeated the Tyrian armies. I drove a load of woolly mammoths over the mountains like an absolute madman. If you want to join a giant horde like mine, you should subscribe to Flintlocks and Fireballs on the pod of beans and the tubes of you. If you're very lucky, I may let you ride on my mammoth. And welcome back. So... <clears throat> the three of you find yourselves exiting the Silken Sail, uh, most likely closed for business for some time to come. We definitely weren't in the Silken Sail, we were in the Brass Land. No, we just no, left you the were just left the Silken Sail. Oh, no, we sail. did! Yeah. Sorry, I'm going mad. Yeah, we have continued me. to drink during the break, listeners. Sorry, yeah. guys. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't, and then we started again, and then... Then the rum appeared. Scamp's yeah. not drunk, though, so it's okay. Scamp's not drunk. So, the... <laughs> All right, Corsini is going to take the uh, opportunity to say no. This thing, same deal as with uh, the the lot from Slavitskas. Stum. Yeah. Hmm. Do what you want with it, but just don't let people know you have it. Oh, the money's oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought you meant the pile of corpses <laughs> we just walked away from. <laughs> Because, you know, that's a good thing to make. Yeah, I mean, there's about. been so much shit that's happened, I wasn't quite sure what you were telling us <laughs> to keep to ourselves at this point, to be perfectly honest with you. The great big fucking... Okay, it's it's probably not that big to you, but it's... I could fit in that! <laughs> oh, you could. We could carry you around. 
Don't you freaking dare. Get in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you freaking dare. We yeah. should definitely sleep. We should probably sleep. Um, Although we should talk to um, Courage because he had a thing he wanted us to do. Oh. Yeah. Maybe we should go back to the Grimani's and talk to him there. You're also all of about two streets away from the tailor that Fighty uh, is waiting for you at. Oh, oh we could yeah. pop in. Let's go and drop in there. Yeah, let's and go and then drop go in. home and sleep. So much sleep, yes. Well, I'm feeling strong again. As you uh, make your way out, uh, as you make your way towards, you look up and you realise that the last, there is a beautiful purple-blue sunset. As the last rays of light uh, fade over the horizon. As you listen, there's nothing but the hustle and bustle of the city winding down. Do you two still appreciate a sunset, or does it get boring after you've lived here your whole life? It never gets boring. No, not quite, because they're all different. Good. Same sky, same sun, but never always the same. Especially if you move around a lot. Hmm. Fair enough. You make your way on... jazzy background. <laughs> you make your way on to the uh, 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 to the, the quick cut. Um, <laughs> Good name. Mm. Mm. And you can see that uh, as you're arriving, uh, as you're getting there, a uh, mustachioed um, halfling uh, with a uh, quite thick flat cap uh, is just leaving the shop carrying a basket uh, which is covered over with uh, with a tartan cloth. Oh, you please, are you? He's just in there. Right, right in there. There's a brief exchange. In button there. I'm in there. In button there. Right in there. There's a brief exchange in halfling before he makes his way home. Uh, he leaves the door open <laughs> and as the three of you emergency sitting in, uh, with only a couple only a few candles carefully lit for light uh, fighting in his I think I, I think I said he was in uh, blue uh, I think yeah, sorry. He's had time to change. <laughs> he's yeah, he has. would definitely change. He has changed. Yeah, yeah, he's, a, he's in a uh, blue blue silk shirt with a white uh, with a white cream vest. He's uh, a changed man. Yeah. And, uh, time <laughs> And um, he, you can see that he has a uh, vest on, actually, which is covered in pockets, just studded with lots of different, uh, just filled with lots of different uh, shields, uh, <coughs> shields, what? No, shears, uh, needles, all manner of uh, things that are necessary for uh, Taylor to apply his craft. Uh, and he has... Uh, and as he, uh, there's the, his coat, however, his long blue coat is still draped over the uh, little half bowl of the remains of Gautier's skull, uh, currently resting onto the table. As you enter, he gives you a nod. Go to see the three of you. And How are you doing? Feel a lot better for taking some time to sit and maybe drink something. Well, definitely drink something. <laughs> it helps, doesn't it? It does help. Does just a bit carefully removes the coat and you can see uh, now that lit only by the careful candlelight in the shallow broken bowl of Gautier's skull there is what looks like a pool of something 
It's almost like oil, but there's no reflection on its surface, and it seems less viscous, more like just very black water, but which doesn't, uh, but which absorb, it doesn't seem to reflect any of the light. Mm. So, let me just begin by saying that this stuff is incredibly rare. Uh, you don't normally find it, well, let's, yeah, I'm not going to go into where you'd normally find it, but... Uh, one way of uh, one way that people find this is uh, by finding uh, very old, powerful entities like the one uh, that you had, that you found, that have survived, <coughs> that have survived from the days of uh, that bastard who went around creating those. Uh, not many of those left. Who was that bastard? I think his name was Alderai or something. He was a sorcerer. Uh, made him hundred years ago there's a fairy story I heard about it once anyway these things normally pretty hard to get hold of uh, and while sure there's probably there well I mean we know a means of creating them that would be horrendously evil so generally you only find these when someone finds something like this and destroys it hmm. um, but I do know a couple of tricks I can do with it where I see it you basically got two two options here. One option is you can take this stuff and you could soak something in it. That's the uh, old-fashioned way of doing it. Now, classically, what you do is you'd soak a weapon of some sort in it, um, and that'll it'll pretty much drink all of that uh, liquid shadow in there up. Now, you'll only get one thing out of that, but it'll be pretty potent if you do it. The other thing is you can let me spin it into thread. Ooh. And I'll take a sixth of the thread as payment, but I can stitch that into some things for you. I've got enough for two coats or cloaks or maybe just nice waistcoats, and I'll probably have enough left for a pair of linings for some boots. Uh, I'll, the sixth I'll be taking might make me a nice pair of gloves or something, but uh, that'd be my fee. For spinning it, or you can just dip whatever you want into it, and that'll work as well. What does it do when you make it into clothes? Yeah, not really sure. Never, it's never quite oh, the same okay. thing, but it usually <laughs> takes on some aspect or other of uh, of the uh, shadowiness. Worst care to be interesting. Basically, I, I can can't do. Really wear boots. <laughs> I can do you three. I can do you three useful, interesting things. Or you can make one powerful thing, but it'll only be one, uh, and it's probably best used as a weapon. I can't make weapons... Well, I won't generally make weapons out of thread. So that's, uh, so that's sort of your choice there. I mean, three useful, interesting things sounds pretty appealing. Yeah, There's only one of us that really uses... I have weapons, but they're not my main thing. And if we go, and you don't have any weapons. No. I mean, you've got your. Little I've knife, got this but knife, but I don't know what I'm doing. I have not it's seen you. It's pretty like yeah. That is your general purpose knife. You use that mostly to cut cheese. Yeah, it's a dagger, <laughs> but it's it's not good, and it's yeah. not easily accessed. I don't have it drawn very often. And if we do the three useful things, you get thread out of it too. I'll take a little bit, sure. Um, so that's good. If we did the one powerful, you don't get thread. I mean, you know, there's there there'll be a couple of there might be a couple of drops left over, and maybe I could spin a small amount out of that. 
that you know this but to be honest you know i yeah i wouldn't get much out of it but i also wouldn't be really needing my skills skills for that so i wouldn't charge you how long would it take you have it done by morning or if you dip it it'll be done now no i think let's spin it Yeah. yeah All right then. We if might as we well can get something out of this. Yeah, if we can uh, make something if we, if we can do something positive with whatever uh fighty here can make with it, then hopefully it'll go some way to uh undoing some of the bad they did. Also, I bet it'd be a pretty dashing waistcoat. Not That's sure true. it's really black's really my color. Yeah, I, I can actually color. do it as an underlining to something else, but uh Usually it has to be a subdued color. I can, and I've got some more stuff I can do with dyes, but it'll have to be a subdued color for the most part. I could do it as a line into uh, as a line into something, and then put something a little bit more flashy on top of it. But I wouldn't mind that. Generally, it does work better if it's you know fairly darkish. Uh, you might, yeah. Mm. Like I say, we'll see what he can do. What I would say is, if I can uh, have your measurement, I'll take your measurement. I mean, I've taken your measurements. I've seen you. You made me this. I mm. I know I'm not wearing it. Never mind. Erase that. I'm wearing my slightly less flashy clothes. <laughs> like, you go to dress, uh, yeah. You go to gesture and realize. Oh no! You you made me that beautiful white thing. Yes, I know. Like I said, I've got all your measurements. He taps the side of his uh, the side of side of his face near his eye. Um, but I guess it's more a question of who do you want me to size these for? I can do two coats, cloaks, or waistcoats. Your choice. And one pair of boots. I can't wear boots. I could do... Let me put this this way. If you want, I can make you something. I can make you boots. But that'll fit you. But I have hoops. I don't need Well, they'll more, be more like hoof covers, but... That you. feels weird. <laughs> oh, then how do you feel about boots? Well, it's uh, make a change from these ones. You know, and he gestures to the jack boots he's wearing. These were, um, I picked these up cheap because uh, uh, some guy's son had grown out of them. Hmm. Well, if you want, I can do, I can, I did, I can use the uh, pair I got, the new pair I got you and put the liner into those ones. That would be, that'd be decent. Hmm. I am glad to see that the way, that the, the uh, new the, the new tricorns fit me well as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's certainly a uh, uh, a nice change. The uh, the other one I've had for far too long, really. Hmm. It's getting a little shabby. Yeah, although to be honest, on the high seas, not very many people are out there to. Uh, uh, critique your fashion sense. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. There is this present company accepted. Well, <laughs> that's true. I do remember. There was this. There was this one fellow that my nan, uh, that, uh, that my nana told me about. It was the swankiest dressed pyres in the high seas. Fellow the name, name of Brandy. Ah, well, before my time. <laughs> you do know what the captain of the uh, Charlie Charlie's Regrets last name is, right? I assume Brandy's a pretty common name. 
Well, Marlin mm. is a pretty common half orc name, but. <laughs> I wouldn't <He> know. <laughs> Still! But yeah, a casual waistcoat would be lovely for me, and I guess. Mm. Boots feels weird. Okay, <laughs> Would casual waistcoat for you. Yeah, cloak. Cloak would be good. Okay, how about I do you something uh, in the same style as uh, the Dwarven Festival cloak uh, uh, robe I get, I've got for you there? Okay. Right. Because I'm a dwarf. Nothing mm. <laughs> <laughs> fancy either a coat or a waistcoat for me. Use your creativity. All right. I trust you. I'll see what I can do. And then Thank boots you. for Corden. You do realise that one of these days you're not going to be able to keep up that pretense anymore. I'm not going to bother after here, I don't think. Really? Really? No. Well, good. I I don't think you, uh, you ought to be uh, ashamed of what you are. I don't think I am anymore. I think pink's a lovely colour. You should enjoy it. But here it could get people hurt. Yes. So here I wear the cloak. Elsewhere it's other people's problem. As I've said, no one will throw rocks at you with me around. Or me. We'll throw rocks back. Yes. We'll throw a damn sight more than that if it comes to it. Throwing fire at people's mean. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) Sometimes they deserve it, though. Yeah. We'll sort them out. Don't you worry. Right then. Well, we'll get to spinning. Claps his hands together. And we should... I should have something for you by sun up. Fantastic. <sighs> Grand. Been a long time since I've worked with this stuff. At least it's a lot easier to spin than moonlight. Oh, see, we met um, <laughs> a friend of yours, Vera. Oh, bloody hell, she in town. Yeah, your cousin's about gone now. Possibly not anymore. Good, good. Shakes his head. She didn't get you to do anything stupid, did she? Oh my god, of so course many she stupid did. Things. Come on. Nothing we weren't planning to do already. She <laughs> did give us a hand uh, dealing with one of the shadow nests. Well, I'm glad to hear about that. <laughs> if you could um, not mention to her that I'm around, I hate family reuni- reunions. That's fair enough, but I do have to ask one question. Mm hmm. When was the last time you used this particular material? Because mm. to my understanding, there hasn't been a shadow bomb in a good long while now. About a hundred years? I said a few decades. It's true, actually. I'm overestimating. That was about, um... Oh, when that had been? That was summer, so it had been the... And I was the... I had a particular client about 17 years ago who uh, happened to have some stored up uh, as part of an heirloom. They wanted me to make them... They had a bit more than this. I'd been collecting it for some time. They wanted me to make them uh, kind of an old-style opera cape. Uh, It was a very nice design. I was quite proud of the stitching on it. Uh, There was a slight problem uh, when they initially tried to put it on, uh, being as they vanished without a trace. Uh, but uh. we did find them. Uh, we did find them uh, in the moat uh, later. Uh, apparently, uh, they hadn't quite figured out how to use it, and it had just uh, taken them to the nearest shadowy location, which turned out to be the other side of the wall. Right. Mm. Right. So when we put these on, we might just fuck off somewhere. 
I mean, I use the downside more of that stuff, so probably not. But there'll be something weird that'll happen. I'm not 100% sure what. Oh, good. Reassuring. But, and he cracks his fingers, I'm a tailor. I, have I can at least make sure that they'll be beneficial, whatever they will be. All right. Should we have a nap? <laughs> yes, dear God. Oh, we should probably talk to Courage, though. Maybe we should have a nap oh, at the good yeah. morning. Yeah, let's go say hi to them. You make your way through the early evening uh, back to the Grimani household uh, and you do actually find Courage uh, uh, there. He is uh, dressed in his uh, distinctive uh, dark leathers with the red highlighting and uh, appear, uh, and is currently uh, playing uh, on an old chopping board the uh, game where you take a knife and then sort of stab it quickly between your fingers. Mm. He's using a butter knife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Courage not living up to his own. Yeah. But also being sensible. Mm. Uh, well. Upon seeing you enter, he's like, oh, one moment, puts the butter knife down, takes out a dagger, does it twice over, just to just to make a point before <laughs> sheathing the dagger again. <sighs> so, it is good to see the three of you. Yeah, sorry we haven't come sooner. No, I've been hearing of all your exploits. Yeah, we think uh, the problem is uh, solved. Yeah, on the one I hand... I am that... very glad to hear that, for <clears throat> obvious reasons, but especially because it would be a shame to lose just three good friends such as yourself. Oh. Do you want to go blow up a jeweler's? God, yes. Yes, but do we... Yes. But um, we might need a nap first. Yeah... I'm sort of fucked What sort of uh, time scale are we looking at for this? Uh, They're going to be out all evening. Uh, I was a little uncertain whether whether that party would still happen, but there would be no shadow sightings. Well done. Uh, So, it sounds like they are going to be out until the wee, 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 wee hours. Uh, Classically, knowing that particular party, I'm not expecting them back until, oh, dawn light at least. So, have we had a quick nap? That a long nap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, that's fine. We can head out at half, maybe two in the morning. Right. I think it's probably best that we are uh, we're approaching this well prepared. I'm fuck out of magic, darling, and we might need it. <laughs> well then, I invite I invite you to get your rest. Oh, I'll probably have a short nap and then maybe go and make sure I've got the gunpowder and everything lined up. Fantastic. I look forward to it. Let's do something silly that sounds lovely. Excellent. Well then, I wish you a good night. And I shall see you later on this night. There are um, beds, presumably. Ah, yes. There's the spare room and you know what? I'm not using mine. Take mine as well. Okay. (laughs) Corson walks into one of the rooms and just face plants (laughs) into the bed. (laughs) The bed that is... Well, presumably humanoid-sized? Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, so... So humanoid-sized. Well, he, he climbs up on the bed, oh, I walks do a to the jump. front, <laughs> and then goes... <laughs> like, face plants into the pillow, and immediately you just hear... 
I'm just going to do the thing that cats do where you sort of crawl in a circle before you settle down. And then go. I'm going to go on the bed that Scamp's on, so it's Scamp's sort of at the foot, yeah. like, a little, oh. like a little killed up thing. Like we're top and tailing sort of yeah. thing, but Scamp's all killed up. <laughs> and yeah, I immediately oh, sleep as well. pain in the ass with pillows. Oh, God. Can you imagine great big horns? So on a pillow, dreadful. Holes, feathers everywhere. Or if you, it's sticking you out the side. You see that the, uh, <laughs> pillow, the, the pillows here are made of particularly sturdy cloth. Maybe you can get like tips that you can put on them so they don't tear into pillows. Well, like hair rollers. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. adorable. The little metal covers. <laughs> little things you put. What on earth is the word? Jesus, the whiskey's too strong. That you put on your thumbs so you don't prick yourself in oh, your sewing. Thimbles. thimbles. Yeah. Like, yeah, like thimbles. thimbles for thorns. Oh, yeah. So that they're not pointy. Adorable. The three of you settle into your sleep. Your dreams are untroubled and peaceful for a part. Scamp, you find yourself dreaming of good days scattered amongst the back. Days with enough food, places to sleep, no rocks. Celestia, you dream of a place with sun. Cousin, you dream of sitting on a pier beneath a clear, open sky. Fishing pole in your hand, family by your side. The day ends. You pick up the few fish you caught with your pole, and the storm never comes. And then you wake. The other pair of you are roused eventually by courage. Hey, so get a bit of a got prepared some midnight snacks for you all. Thank you. And then uh, perhaps we should be on our way. Yeah, I feel like I could eat a goat. <laughs> yeah, me too. We might have some goat. <laughs> you look over at Scamp who is slightly wide-eyed. You're not a goat, it's okay. I have goat-like features. <laughs> I'm still very tired. Let's go not kill anyone. Not killing anyone sounds lovely. Well, we haven't done that for a while, really. Well, we killed technically. Yeah. Let's not kill anything. Courage, we don't have to kill anything, do we? I mean, uh, we generally try not to do. You know, there is probably. The shop will have some night guards, but. uh, Oh, sorry, I knocked over uh, one of the uh, midnight snacks there. Uh, (laughs) The shop uh, does have uh, some night guards, but. uh, And he brings out. 
another of the uh, lead, another of the leather sacks full of ball bearings. I trust my sister has shown you uh, our, our weapon of choice. I mean, it's wonderful. Yes. Yes. He passes one to each of you. Thank you. I definitely don't know what I'm doing with this. Are they? How big are these? Are they? They're like marble size, or? Um. Yeah. Like they're like they're they're the, when I say ball bearings, I'm not talking like the tiny ones. I'm talking about the ones that uh, you use for, on the end of plumb lines. Right. So like yeah. these are yeah these are like thumb. Thumbnail, uh, thumbnail-sized uh, lead balls in a sack. Dexterity or strength-based? Uh, this is funnily enough. The, the kosh is a finesse weapon. It does Lovely. d6 damage. Then I do know what I'm oh. doing. With this. <laughs> so it's dex. Yeah, it can be either. So what okay. is? Uh, d6 damage. D6 damage, but what no. is Actually, the? No, I don't know what I'm doing. With so this. just plus, 1d6. Yeah, 1d6 plus your dex plus or strength. Dex. Okay, and oh, um, what is the actual? Um. Damage type is no, but what do you roll? Oh right, right. Sorry, sorry. Modifier is the word that I'm looking for. For you, Dex plus proficiency. Okay, so lovely, lovely, lovely. It's essentially what I would roll for my scimitars. If you would be proficient in the use of a club, then you are proficient in the use of a kosh. I am not. Okay. What are you proficient? Crossbow, dagger, dark quarter stuff, sling, but not simple weapons in general. Hmm, weird that a club does not come under those. <laughs> yeah, because it's definitely simple weapon. Yeah, I'm not some proficient in simple weapons. Okay, yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> there's specific. Yeah, weapons, there's but not weird specific weapons. choices notwithstanding. Then I guess you like this thing. Like sorcerers, not built for yeah. weapon use. It's not really. It's not quite as um, comfortable <laughs> as, as you'd expect. Like you try and you pick it up and then the balls fall over. Oh <laughs> no, Stan! What are you doing? I'm just gonna throw fire at people. All right. Uh, <laughs> be careful. Okay. Might be a little lethal. Um, well, probably what you want is a quarter staff, or although I suppose for you it'd be a more of an eighth staff. <laughs> <laughs> a height joke from you. Wow. <laughs> well, it's what they call it back home, actually. You know, they're, they're, they're uh, plenty of halflings who are uh, proficient yeah. in that, because above all, it's a cheap weapon. I mean, completely and utterly useless if you're going up against um, anybody with muskets or gunpowder these days, but, you know. It's pretty much something that almost everybody had at least a basis in. I mean, way back when it would have been it's a slings. It's stick, isn't it? I can use a sling. Yeah? Not well. Probably best stick to your fireballs then. <laughs> but, but be careful. But no, no seriously, a, a, a long staff is a useful weapon. It's versatile. You can hold back a crowd with it. You can give someone a good whack up the bonds with it. <laughs> I've even seen some mages actually use it to cast their spells with. It's quite stylish. Okay, so, uh, that aside... <laughs> Bollocks aside. <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, as I say, we have some uh, horses. Uh, I have uh, so I have taken the liberty of getting the horses. They've uh, tied them up in an alleyway nearby. We will uh, lead them towards the location, find a place nearby to stash them. Uh, well, I say stash them. They're not objects. They're living creatures. <laughs> <laughs> we are going. We'll we'll tie them up and uh, hopefully and hopefully they will not run off or get stolen. Uh, and Big then, smart. indeed, and uh, then. Well, as we say, get in, knock them out, blow the safe, 
grab everything we can and get out before the watch comes. That sounds... Sounds like a plan. Sounds lovely. I suppose we shouldn't try scaring people off by showing them shadows anymore. No. Probably would be counterproductive at this point. The clerics would fucking murder us. That's true. You can show them anything else, though. Yeah, there's plenty of other stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure you could be creative with it. Hmm. <laughs> right. right, let's go. Okay, so you make your way back towards uh, out of Olympia's nest, uh, slightly unsteadily, riding if you wish, or you can either ride or lead your four, well, three horses, one pony. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so oh. tiny. It, it would be like one of those like little Shetland ponies. Like a well. really proper oh. tiny one, yeah. Oh. My contact with the uh, with the horses, uh, she did not have any riding dogs. We <sighs> should get a riding dog. You look fantastic on a riding dog. I said a cousin. I want a pet. Make a history check. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's uh, good. 19. The traditional uh, halfling riding dog, the Kearney's Wolfhound, uh, is named not because uh, it, uh, it was... Many believe it was named uh, that because it was used to hunt wolves, uh, but actually it refers to uh, it functionally being a wolf in, uh, <laughs> in everything but temperament. Uh, yeah, the in the old days and still to, still today, you know, there uh, there there exist a couple of largely ceremonial but occasionally seeing service uh, units of of caninery, uh, you, uh, uh, equipped with uh, carbines and uh, able to ride into the fray and have their uh, have their mounts uh, hamstring opponents before finishing them off with sa- uh, with sabers. Mm-hmm. Good God. <laughs> But uh, I imagine it's more mastiffs these days. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. The mass, the mastiff is largely uh, taken. Uh, to, is a more popular one outside of canon proper. I'm gonna fling my leg over my horse, get on, toss my hair back, and go. Okay, come on, bitches, let's do a robbery. And you're gonna see a big <laughs> um, mane of rainbow hair flare out of the back of me. And I'm Love gonna it. use my muscle of inspiration, and you're gonna get five temporary hit points. Yay! Enjoy that. Okay. Normally you can also move, but I figured the temporary hit points would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are going to move in the direction of the yeah. robbery. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be slightly insecure and cast Major. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, oh, you might want these as well. Um, uh, Courage hands you, each of you, what is essentially just a long, uh, simple, uh, rough spun cloth. He, uh, uh, as you are getting closer towards the location, he ties his up in a simple mask <laughs> around yeah. the lower half of his face. Yeah, actually, for this, probably Corson would ditch the tricorn and just wear yeah. that. I'm going to I'm gonna really beard. tie the cloak around me and also wear that. Yeah. I'm trying to get the thing over the beard as a nightmare. <laughs> 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 or is it like just poking out the this bottom? Is <laughs> the yeah, I'm going to actually like full-on pull the cloak around all of me so there's not much outfit sticking yeah. out. Should we go quietly? Yes, obviously. Stealthily. Stealthily, indeed. Stealthily. Stealth. It occurs to me that you are wearing a disguise. Oh, a disguise. 
I'm very cunning. <laughs> There's everybody layers roll, to this. Everybody roll a stealth check, please. <laughs> I'm so good at stealth, so that's going to go really well. Natural 20. I oh, that's really good. <laughs> Fuck. That was a 22. I rolled a 1. <laughs> no, you did not roll a 1. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Fuck off. Oh, dear. I'm wearing two disguises, so it'll be fine. <laughs> it's like you're wearing like two hats on top of each other. Like it's I that can't see a thing because I've tied the thing over my eyes. Oh no! <laughs> okay, so as you surreptitiously uh, approach the uh, S. Mikhailovich's uh, pawn brokery, uh, moving moving up to a side alley where you're uh, you move into a side alleyway where you uh, find a drain pipe. Tie the horses. Uh, reins to it, it leads to the uh, to the pipe to get help keep them in place. Uh, you see, courage is just sort of like, it's okay. You stay here. It's all fine. It's all fine. If you move, I will cut you. Everything is fine. Love <laughs> <laughs> courage. Um, and <laughs> as you're making your way out, back out of the back out of the alleyways towards. Um, there, there's no need for a, a, a perception check here. You quite clearly see the patrol of uh, uh, the patrol of uh, six uh, musket-armed watchmen. Still, uh, as after all, patrols are still high, even though the, the shadows are at least nominally gone. Uh, they're going to maintain a fairly high presence, marching down the street that will uh, take them directly opposite the uh, mm. uh, the pawnbrokers. No, Edengard. Uh, it seems that the Ebon Guard are not part of this patrol. Good. There may be others, but they're mm. not attached to this one. Um, and one of them seems to notice and go, uh, notice in the corner is the three, as three of the four of you melt into the shadows at their approach. Oi, you, dwarf! I'm going to take the mask off, but not the beard, just yeah. the... I'm just an innocent drunk. Very drunk. Okay, I'm going to ask you for a deception check. With disadvantage, please. I don't think you deserve a check for that. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. That was terrible. Deception. That's a nine. <sighs> Fuck. Meanwhile, Corson and his tiny pony I are invisible. I the shadows. <laughs> the pony in Venice is tied up by this point, but yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, you are just, I ducked down an alleyway yeah, and just watched. Yeah, blended like... Get home. There's, like, the shadows are gone, but you never know um, what's out here. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm going to walk off randomly. <laughs> Speaking around the direction. Corson is going to say to himself... Wow, that worked. <laughs> that was a natural three on the insight check. Oh, wow. Robbie rolled a two, so... <laughs> I'm very deceptive. Yeah. Mm. The uh, patrol marches on, although they have been fairly... You do notice they are fairly frequent. Still, though, uh, approaching the uh, the pawnbroke, as you can see that it is a small uh, shop made of... Thick uh, brick uh, with a uh, with a uh, with a flat brick roof seems to have been built with a degree of security in mind. Uh, there are uh, actually glass windows, but they have heavy iron bars in front of them, uh, and a sturdy-looking uh, wooden door at the front. Uh, 
you, uh, you can't see the back from the main street, uh, but you can see that there are a couple of uh, figures in thick uh, black woolen coats, just sort of standing guard, uh, standing guard, arms folded, uh, but they do have at their belts, notably, uh, long truncheons and uh, what look like flintlock pistols. Mm. These two, these two uh, guards, uh, both human, one uh, one male, one female, just seem to be idly still watching the streets, do guarding. As uh, guards might want, uh, well be want to do. <laughs> so you distract them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I double back round and rejoin at some point? You do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. By this point, you already have. Okay. So, um, got an idea. It's really stupid. Go so, on. Um, I'm going to melt into the shadows around one of the corners of the alleyway that I'm in. Mm. My fingers are going to come out and there's going to be five finger puppets on them. <laughs> and um, I'm going to do a little puppet show, which is uh, the one that died in the last puppet show because there was a sort of like crazy situation where one of them killed the other. There's going to be a little puppet funeral that's going on. <laughs> and um, and um, there's going to be a little puppet vicar going, you know, we are and it's going to be this little little tiny show um, for the for the bloke, and um, I'm going to cast Tasha's hideous laughter <laughs> because finger puppets are fucking funny. I mean, let's let's have a look. One second, let me have a look if I can. I think it only affects one individual, but you it might just do more. Yes, true. It doesn't say on the spell card, so if you could have a look in the book, that would be lovely. One of them would potentially do, though. Yeah, it's only one character. I'm going to do it on the bloke and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's really funny and I want to. Love it. (laughs) He seems to look around for a moment. He seems to be just, like, idly watching him. Looks around. What the fuck? (laughs) 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 Harry, did you see (laughs) <laughs> and he actually just bowls over like he's sort of bent double so glad I get this fucking spell while the, yeah. the, the um, female guy's like Barry what the Barry what the fuck how far away from the mother um I'm gonna say you're Ooh, potentially feet. unhelpful yeah, but just really the funny corner, so, <laughs> No, okay, you're a little bit further down the street. So you're about 60 feet away from them. Well, I get the point. 60 feet? I mean, what's the maximum for Tasha's hideous laughter? Let me just check. Um, Okay, no, then then, yeah, you snuck up 30 feet away. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming I'm literally like round the edge of an alleyway. Like like, with my hand out of it. Should I try and get rid of the other? Yes, please. I say. I'm going to cast... Phantasmal Force. Oh no, it was much oh, darker. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to create safe. the image of one of those finger puppets, but giant. Oh, wow. oh no! Wait, just Steve, what the fuck? Wait, what? <laughs> right next to it. Just oh god, that's funny. Run away. Okay, um. Yeah, at this point I'm going to say roll initiative, please, because uh, <laughs> we're definitely into combat-related uh, occurrences. Oh, oh, come on! <sighs> no more ones. No more ones. Those dice aren't allowed to play. Okay. Three. You've got another one? Fifteen. 
pull. It's all right, I'm concentrating. Don't worry, you've only got about another 10 D20 to go through. I'm not sure you have enough D20s. I mean, there's no. Okay. Hell. So so we should see the pile of Robbie's dice, listeners, like Jesus Christ. It's Actually, I'll take a picture of it. We'll put it on the social well, media. We'll take a picture. It's crazy. <laughs> it's all right. I've got I thought one. I had a lot, but then, yeah, yours is mental. Yeah. You don't. Uh, I've got 21 <laughs> more dice to get angry at. Okay, D20s, so uh, the two guards act first. Uh, so at the end of his round... Well, the one guard, uh, Barry... Uh, spends the entirety of his round giggling like a fucking maniac. Uh, it's not going to attract attention at all. You have a name for every single NPC, don't you? Yeah, uh, however, <laughs> he does make his wisdom save at, oh, no. at the end of that round. For fuck's sake. Uh, well, naturally, it's him. Pool. Um, Mary uh, is going to roll... Uh, it's going to make an intelligence uh, investment. Well, so she takes d6 damage. You like to roll that? Um, I'm not doing it to attack her oh, okay. at this point. I'm trying to just scare just her off. Freaking her out. Oh, okay. In which case, make an intimidation check, please. Because <laughs> I'm so intimidating. <laughs> oh, I am intimidating. Who knew? Uh, that's a dirty 20. Well, that was the actual one on her wisdom save. <laughs> oh, no. She the fuck out and <clears throat> runs. Uh, screaming, help, help, giant finger puppets, giant finger puppets. <laughs> <laughs> He's making a lot of noise. Um, okay, Barry is on, is currently bowled over on the ground. He's like, <laughs> wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that makes it cause in. Uh, I'm going to say you're all 30 feet away. I'll give, yeah, quickly roll him in as well. Go for it. I can't actually get up to melee with him. Uh, oh, so tiny. Yeah, no, like twenty-five feet, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, give me. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say like you know, I've said you're like thirty feet. It's not a straight definition. You you can be twenty-five. Like you're for the purposes of this, I'll let you close that twenty-five feet. Right. Okay. <laughs> I am going to. While he's still rolling around on the ground, yeah, um, literally um, RFL, <laughs> nah. um, he's g- going to be down on the ground. I'm going to um, slink up to him, uh, take the uh, the bag full of uh, ball bearings, spin it around, and then just go whack, trying to just lights out. Okay, he's prone to make your attack with advantage. Okay, fabulous. <laughs> Hmm? Oh, that was bad. Okay, another one. Oh, that was the same, same thing. Fucking hell. Twelve. Yeah, these guys are not wearing a lot of armor. Okay. So you just cosh him across the back of the head, roll down. Ten bludgeoning. Oh, well done. Oh, he's not. Okay, dead, yeah, no, he's he? out cold. <laughs> oh, thank God, he's not dead. Okay, good. Yeah. Not lethal. Yeah. I'm not trying to kill. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah, I, I, I mentioned that. Party. As, yeah, no, no. The, the cor- by, I automatically assume the cosh is non lethal. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah. you could actually bludgeon yeah. Yeah. someone. But death, we're but, working yeah. on the third edition, the, the third edition uh, Hollywood rule that coshes work on. Yeah. You know, it's a blackjack, it's, it's a knocking out weapon. Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely not capable of causing major cranial hemorrhaging. <laughs> no. They're not causing major brain Jackson's damage. Yeah. Skull never hurt anyone. Yeah, yeah. Blood force trauma to the skull never hurt anyone. <laughs> <laughs> in the long no, no. 
Let's just gonna it's take fine. the finger puppets off and go see finger puppets are fucking funny. Well, he certainly seemed to think so. Yes, he did. Yeah, he, he was quite right. Like, ah, what the fuck? <laughs> Is this door locked? Um. Does was it I'm Barry? Say, Gary? Um, you you don't know. Uh, it is Celestia. It's your go uh, though first. Uh oh. I'm gonna check if the door's locked. Okay. Um, you just try it. <laughs> yeah, the door's locked. Fuck it. Um, can I? I'm gonna kick keys. it. Okay, make an make an athletics. Uh, Such check. a bad idea. I'm so bad at athletics. I can't even explain to you guys. Six. <laughs> Ow! Know. Shit! You're terrible, but. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Courage is just gonna. Yep. Uh, Causing yeah. it. Excuse me. <laughs> Can I try and kick the door in? Uh. I... Courage is ten. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's uh, on your. Oh yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. Uh, So courage is gonna make a quick investigation check. Frank pats down. There you go. Pulls the uh, there we go. Pulls the key. Uh, pulls a key out uh, from inside uh, the inside Barry's jacket. Uh, turns it in the lock. <laughs> pulls the uh, pushes the door open. Uh, you can see there are a there are two more uh, hair, uh, black coated uh, figures inside. These ones have uh, raised in. Uh, have actually got raised in their hands uh, there. Let's roll a luck check. Okay, nope, they've got their their flintlocks out and both look jumpy. I'm going to say uh, one is um, uh, one is half orcish female, one is a, a human male, and both of them on seeing courage like, fuck! And immediately uh, there are two loud cracks uh, as they uh, fire the flintlocks. Okay, that's a hit. That's a miss. Uh, oh so dear. <laughs> it's a glancing blow, however. Courage, ta- uh, courage takes two points of damage. Uh, and it's just <laughs> fuck. That hurt. Just two of them. Uh, just two. Okay. Two. Anyone have a sleep spell? See, and you can see inside there is. Uh, uh, inside, you can see that there is a a, a chamber with uh, several uh, glass cabinets, most of which appear to have been emptied. Uh, for uh, for the uh, for the night, because they don't leave their goods on display. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a very large, obvious, and bolted to the wall iron safe at the back. Uh, okay, scamp. Hmm. <laughs> Does the regent have a sort of image? There is an image that is a regent. Uh, classically, the regent is not depicted, not depicted. in uh, artworks. They are, dis- okay. they, are depli- they are sometimes depicted as forces of nature, uh, or as an indistinct luminal figure wearing a crown. Make a history check. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, it has become. Uh, it is generally the, fra- the the tendency that uh, the regent is referred to as he, she, or they. Uh, depending upon inclination and situation. But you are aware that in uh, some early sects, uh, she was much more prevalent than okay. you they. Um, like, you've you've definitely heard about some old tradition. In a lot of older traditions and stories, uh, there are references just to 
uh, the, the region as a her. But uh, no, these days it has become uh, common for people to use, uh, the, uh, uh, to, to use whichever pronoun they feel fits that moment. So what you're saying is the region is gender fluid. Basically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, fucking fantastic. I love that. Uh, but skin rod much worse than that, so they don't know that. Yeah. They just know the indistinct figure with the crown. Is that yeah. right? Okay. So I'm going to cast Phantasmal Force again. <laughs> oh, because, Incredible. But I'm going to twin it okay. this time to hit both of them, and I'm going to create the figure of the regent. Demanding that they flee. Alright, two <laughs> They are about to have a religious experience. Back <laughs> it, why not? We've seen a lot of priests today. So it's intelligence and it's DC 15, I believe. Okay. We'll double check that. Yep, that was a 13 and a 14. So uh, <laughs> both of them. Yeah, 15. Okay, I'm still going to ask you for an intimidation check. They do, bel- they do at least. <laughs> see this figure in front of them. Ooh, uh, not fantastic. Uh, Twelve. Okay, wisdom save. Wisdom save. Please. Uh, okay, both of them eyes wide in terror at this strange figure in front of them, and it's their turn next. Hurl their weapons to the ground and charge out screaming uh, through the back door. (laughs) Huh. I didn't think that would work. Especially <laughs> <laughs> so fumbling with keys to get them over and then ru- and then fleeing for their lives. Uh, however, further down the street, uh, you can hear the sound. You can hear that the other one is still going. Help! Giant finger puppets! Help! And you can just hear as uh, someone go, "What? Like, hold on, citizen. What is this? We need to hurry. <laughs> yeah, oh God, run! Yeah, courage. Get the safe. Hurry." Okay, uh, so yeah, Courage has in, in his hands now a heavy powder keg. Anyone can take this off and use him and use it if you want. Uh, speaking of which, it is causing uh, it is your go. Okay, um, would Causin have any more uh, of a, an advantage using this powder keg than he would? I'm going to say you'll have proficiency on the check to try and uh, measure uh, and try and measure the fuse because you've used it because you've used powder cakes before. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Where is he heading with it? Uh, pretty much just straight to the to the heavy iron safe. Uh, okay. I, I'm going to assist him. I'm not going to take over. Yeah. But I'm just going to assist him with it and yeah, okay. measure out the fuse very carefully. Like, yeah. All right. No, we're going to need to because that's going to go like fucking anything. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. So. I'm going to have you do this, though. With advantage, give me an intelligence proficiency check, please. Intelligence proficiency, okay. We're such a smart bunch. Oh, no. Advantage. Advantage. Oh. Yeah, no, no, lucky. You rolled a one, but it's just lucky, so it's okay. Yeah. All right, well, actually, if it's advantage, I'll roll that first. In case you get another one. The only way is up from here, folks. Oh. That's a 12. Okay. Best than one. There's a... Do you just you re-roll think once? you've got it right. I can re-roll one. Uh, if I roll a natural one, I can re-roll it, but I have to take the second result. Even okay. if it is a natural one. Yeah. Even. Yeah. 
But if you get advantage, can he re-roll the one and then no. see which is that? Okay. No, because the advantage I roll stack. is basically like yeah. you're taking the, it's it? one roll yeah. functionally that just happens to have really good odds. Yeah. Okay. Comparatively, yeah. so yeah, it's still in this instance. Um, okay. Yeah. So you think you've got it, and the pair of you immediately back away. Maybe you should have let me light it from over here. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, Celestia, is there anything uh, anything you want to do uh, um, on this duck round? Duck behind okay, something. Yeah. You take cover. Scamp, what do you do? Taking cover. You take cover. I'm okay. still slightly okay. outside. Halfway through this, it occurs to Corson that would have been a much better idea. Oh. Wait, you can do what? Okay. And then some, there is the mo- at, at halfway through the, mo- the moment of realisation. Oh, mother... <laughs> <laughs> okay, calls in. Uh, make a deck save, please. Okay. Oh, the two of you are uh, we're, we're able to get in the cover in, in time. Oh, that's mm. not good. <laughs> that's uh, fourteen. Okay. Uh, one moment. <laughs> that's enough to halve the damage. Okay. So that's. Uh, that's God. Um, that's what else. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry, actually, I actually should only be one of those. Right. You take... 28, uh, 28 half to 14 points of, uh, okay. uh, of fire damage. As is Courage you, still up? Courage is still up <laughs> as well. He made a save. Um, as you proceed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> the iron yes. door <coughs> flies off. It's yes. it's bent off. It comes off the hinges entirely, crashes into some nearby cabinets, and you can see there is just a wealth of uh, what was previously neatly stacked coinage and uh, jewellery pieces in there, uh, but which are now slightly spread everywhere. Um, by this point you can hear I can't just do a you, yeah you can hear the, yeah. you can hear the watch whistle coming from the from down the road the clump okay. of feet Corson is patting out his yeah. arm hair <laughs> which is singed as fuck I yeah. imagine oh. yeah no and uh, most of it like you know probably some of his actual head hair as well yeah mm. um time yeah. to go run yeah. Okay, you, you grab uh, the loot and run. Yeah, you shove the loot into a sack, uh, and the four of you uh, peg uh, it, peg it to the uh, uh, to uh, to the uh, towards the the horses. Okay, uh, I am going to to begin for this first phase of the chase. I'm going to ask each of you for a oh, no. uh, for a straight up athletics check as you run oh, to the shit. horses while the uh, while the, fuck, the, fuck, the, fuck, uh, fuck. the militia are coming. Oh, for fuck's sake. 12. That's a 1. Which oh, no. With my athletics, that's a 0. Right. Fuck. Okay. Um, uh, do I have time to do anything? Uh, uh, you have time to take an action if you want, but as you are as you are racing towards the horses, half, and you can see the, the, uh, the, the six militia are now, are now charging down. Uh, Scamp, you trip. <clears throat> you fall, and you actually trip over Courage in the process, oh, who is no, running slightly behind you. And the pair of you face plant into oh, the cobblestones. Um, uh, is there anything you want to? Uh, uh, how high up are the buildings around us? Uh, I'm going to say twenty feet. These like two stories at best. Oh, I don't want to leave Courage. Shit. 
to you. Um, gonna press you for a decision. Oh, I'm gonna just needed. stand up and face the guards. No, fuck. Chance to go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Courage oh, picks himself up. And says, "What are you doing? Come, come, go! I can get out." What? <laughs> Let me know when I've got time for another action. Okay. Um. All right. Or even a bonus action. Yeah, you have time for a bonus action, no problem. Um, I just need to know he's gotten away first. Okay, he he looks at you for a moment, so he sort of stares and seems to get that you tr- trust that you know what you're doing. Is come on, do the horses! Uh, and the three of you uh, quickly get the horses loose and mount up. Uh, okay, I'm going to uh, as the, uh, as you are uh, uh, as you find yourselves uh, suddenly heading f- uh, uh, heading. Uh, uh, you know, mounting up as quickly as you can, uh, Scamp, you are alone in the street as, as six watchmen are now charging. Uh, Have I held them up at all? Are they, um, are they, they leaving the others alone? What's going see. on? Uh, okay, they, they do actually stop for a moment. You can see that they're unslinging their muskets. It's like, stand where you are, on the ground, hands over your head. I'm going to get to the ground and then I'm going to misty step. Wait! <laughs> okay, where you misty step to? Onto the roof. <laughs> Lying flat. Yeah. <laughs> what the? And you see, you actually hear a couple of cracks as they reflexively uh, fire the guns at you. But you're already gone by that particular. Uh, I'm by that particular just going to stay there in my dark cloak, lying on a roof in the middle of the night. Okay. Uh, the <laughs> rest nice. of you then. Uh, should we look back and see that they've gone? Uh, well, no, because at this point you're trying to get the horses to go and the. Uh, to, to go, can we have an animal handling check for Oh no, you're please? kidding me! Fuck! <laughs> oh, that's a straight roll for me! I'm no. gonna re roll that, that was a one. Oh, 11. Yep. Fuck. What? Just. What? Was it another one? Yes. You are kidding me. Okay, Fuck off. As you. Uh, uh, Jesus. You can't train re rolling okay, ones, no. can you? No. Those dice that we got you for your birthday are not doing well. No. There's a well known belief amongst uh, horse trainers. That uh, there exists a certain amount of horse, and the larger the ho- uh, and depending on, how, on the size of the horse, that amount of horse is either diluted or compressed. <laughs> so often, large horses can be quite docile and well-meaning. <laughs> Ponies, on the other hand, <laughs> can be fuckers. absolute bastards. <laughs> and just as you are, as the three of you are tearing out of the uh, of the alleyway, no. yours kick, uh, just bucks. And kicks you off it. Well, oh, okay. kicks you, but you, but hurls you off it onto the ground, and then bolts down a different alleyway for good measure. Shit. Okay, I'm going to try and tumble. Okay. Uh, g- yeah. Give me a. Uh, uh, give me an acrobatics check. Okay, fifteen. Okay, you uh, you land. Redeem with yourself, dice. Yes, you <laughs> land without injuring yourself, uh, at least uh, tumbling to the uh, 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 dropping and rolling. Um, but the uh, you can now see that the uh, militia they be they were distracted for a time by uh, by the arrival of by the disappearance of Scam. But having seen three horses peel out, one then peel off in a different direction after losing its rider, uh, they are now charging uh, uh, heading in your direction. Uh, muskets lowered, sh- uh, shouting at you like stop, stop right there. One of them just blowing heavily on the whistle. You can hear others start to come from other streets. Uh, what do the, what do you guys want to do? Run. Okay, you're just ch- uh, charging on your horse. 
Causing? Uh, uh, I don't think I can do anything with Causing at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, so I think it, I'm just going to run. Causing yeah. is going to uh, let loose the uh, time-honored halfling expletive of shite candy bomb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to create a sound of an explosion from behind the guards. Okay, yeah, that's well. <laughs> Using thaumaturgy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's going to try and get up and run, but... <laughs> and hope it just gets the, on. They're going to have an advantage just because they have longer legs. Okay, uh, it does give you a second of distraction. So, Cousin, uh, on this next round, then, uh, you make an animal handling check. You make a... Dash. You, yeah, that was me, Celestia. Yeah, you, sorry, you, Celestia, make an animal handling check. Uh, you, Cousin, make a... Uh, make an athletics check with yeah, advantage. Yeah, animal handling checks are awful um, for me. And Scam, make a, make a stealth check. Actually, That's really good. It's a 19 for my animal handling. Dirty 20. 13. Okay. Uh, None of those are terrible, Scam, actually. Scam, at least seem to be sufficiently hidden, given that their attention is distracted. Okay, I'm going to... If I think they're not looking, I'm going to try and start moving to another... Like, away. Okay. Across the roofs. Uh, give me a survival check, please. Oh. Survival. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, no, 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 that's just a five just a five okay you try and head off in the direction that you can hear them going but there's like at least two different okay you just pick a ra- yeah you basically pick a random direction once I get a combat, and scatter I'm good, at, I'm good at finding my way in cities okay but once I'm, when I'm in combat I haven't got a clue yeah. what I'm doing okay so you just, yeah no the three uh, you are just uh, scattering uh, you charge off with uh, courage in the in the planned direction <laughs> that, you, that you'd worked out beforehand, causing you scamper into an alleyway uh, with a, 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 with impressive speed. You actually you actually manage to slip past another band of six watchmen coming the opposite way. Oh fuck! Oh, <laughs> <God. laughs> um, so as you as you and uh, courage are charging past, there is a uh, you can see that there is another group of watchmen and uh, watchmen straight in front of you. Uh, like they're in the streets up ahead. You've got a choice of ro- trying to like yeah. How do you want to deal with this situation? Oh, um, fuck. Give me a second. Let me figure out what I'm doing. Uh. Oh, there's fuck all I can do. Okay, I'm gonna do something mental. Yeah. Um, how close together are <laughs> they? Pretty close together. So They're formed same. up into a farm, right? <laughs> I would like to reach my hand over my back, strum my guitar, and do a thunder wave, and then yes. run away in the other direction. Okay, you're on the horse, so. Give me an animal handling check. Please. Tell me you're not going to explode Shit. another horse. I can't explode, explode another horse. Don't explode a horse. Oh, it's good at 16. <laughs> okay. Which is good for me because it's you a zero. straight We're both just so wise. And <laughs> with a... <laughs> um, you can't... You haven't really got the ability to turn around in these narrow streets. But what you can do is, as you charge forwards, courage hanging back a little bit on his horse, you bowl over... The six watchmen like bowling pins with the thunder <gasps> so waves fun. and ride through where they were gathered before with courage quickly galloping after you. Uh, okay, causing another. Uh, you uh, do you want to go fast or quiet at this point? Uh, am I in direct line of sight of anyone? Uh, there is the group that you just passed. You don't know if they spotted you. I am going to try and hide. Okay, give me a stealth check, please. I'm so glad your horse did not explode. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> okay, uh, that is a 
13. Natural 20 on the spot. Shit. As you, as you slink to the alleyways, suddenly one of them goes, Wait, you! Over there! With me, lads! And they start clambering into, into the alleyway after you. If you're in jail, this is going to be really fun. <laughs> they haven't caught hell. me yet. They have not caught me yet. Uh, Scamp, as you're making your way stealthily over the rooftop, you need another stealth check from me, please. Hang guys, that's an 11. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's two natural 20s in a row. You wow. You hear the sound of shouting from down below. That's and just statistically and unlikely. Down, and you can see there is actually, two it's actually the same group. That's statistically unlikely. And you're looking down, it's like, how is someone up there as well? And you look up and, oh, and you see, balls. and you can just look down. You can now see uh, Causin attempting to hide in the shadows <laughs> beneath you. Um, can I minor illusion a shadow of myself and then try and run away from it, or is that the entire turn gone? Try and make it look like I've just stood still up there. Uh, all right, I'll let you do that. It won't have an effect this round, but next round you cool. can make your stealth check with advantage. Uh, so. <laughs> Okay, as you, uh, Celestia, as you and uh, and Chase, uh, sorry, not Chase, uh, Courage. Courage, are galloping towards the uh, final location, you can see that uh, up ahead, the uh, you're actually making your way back uh, across the iron, across the uh, the uh, r- river to the iron ward. Um, because you're, it, 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 well, it's actually. Oh no, no, you wouldn't be going through the iron ward. Uh, you'd actually be going round towards Spinner's End. So you're making your way through the main street. There is a, a there is a gap in the uh, second wall fortifications in the city, uh, and you can see that a, a, a that a handful of the militia are standing by this gate. They seem to be on patrol, but have been alerted to the sound of of charging uh, uh, horses. At this particular moment, however, it seems that um, there is a there is an apple cart overlaid and doing a late like no, delivery, blocking off. the way. <laughs> Upset the apple cart. Give yeah. Me, give me an animal check, please. Oh. Unless there's anything else you want to do in this situation. Oh, I want to upset it so okay, badly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm knocking it over. Okay, what, I want to knock it over so use, much. Uh, what's it? What, what, what are you going to do? Are you, uh, like, how are you going to do this? Oh, how am I going? Give me yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. Let me look at my I'm spells. Gonna I'm going to do a thunder wave, yeah. and I'm going to upset the apple cart. Okay, yeah. Give I'm me another animal. Upset the apple place. wagon, Liam the Bard. That's what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> Anyone who hasn't looked up uh, Liam Bard, he wrote as a sea shanty called Upsetting the Apple Wagon. Yes. And please do. It's on our fan art and yeah. fan creation pages, and we've probably done a cover by, a cover by now, but if we yeah. haven't, have a look. Yes. Yeah. He's amazing, so yeah. I'm upsetting the Apple Wagon, that's what's yeah. happening. What am I doing? Uh, animal handling oh, for the shit. horse that you're under. No! You gotta Ooh, get 13! Okay, you got to get within 15 feet of this to happen, so... As you are racing forwards, this and I'm uh, doing a thunder wave. Yeah. Yep. These uh, these guards and they they're presenting their arms. You race forwards, and just and I'm gonna as, yeah. twang on my guitar again. Okay. Back of the neck. The Ow. horse kind of just acting on instinct as you reach leaps into the air, and as you are as this horse is is doing this jump over this wagon, boom! 
apples fly <laughs> everywhere. The cart breaks. Yes! Uh, watchman are bowled to the ground. Apple paste, is, <laughs> apple sauce is, is just covering the walls. This one, ha- this one hapless half thing who just stepped off his cart for a moment to, to discuss something with, the, <laughs> with, this, uh, with these guards. So it's like, what the... Three <laughs> apples! Uh, as a second horse charges through. If Gorsuch were there at this point witnessing this, he'd be like, Congratulations, you're an honorary halfling. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, Gorsuch, uh, give me a stealth, uh, stealth check, or uh, I guess it uh, depends. Are you running or trying to hide at this point? Possibly running. They've seen me. Yeah, they've I... seen you run. Yeah, no, uh, so I'm, yeah, give me, I'm Give me an athletics it. check. Uh, Skank, give me a stealth check with advantage. 23. Uh, dirty 20. Nice. Okay, no, 19. Okay. Slight mass. Using the, the image of your shadow to hide you, uh, you quickly scurry off into the roof while... Uh, I'm going to leave it there for a minute. And, and uh, yeah, you just run, you just turn and run, chasing away through the uh, side streets uh, until, until you think you've managed to lose them. At one point, taking a, taking a very circuitous route to get back to the arranged drop-off point. Um, it's a good job I wasn't running down the street with the apples. Yeah. Be like, no. You end up going... Halfling to... Donkey Kong. You know, <laughs> boing, boing, boing. Oh, because the apples would be the size of a barrel. Yes. Oh, I love no, you, you go the opposite way over. in this podcast. It's you, so good. You go the opposite way over the bridge, but yeah, there is... There, there, there is def- you do just hear twice in the distance... <laughs> It's basically like the Inception Foghorn. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Well, it really is, isn't it? Okay, however, with the the militia successfully left behind, um, the three of you eventually make your way to the the meeting point, but Celestia, you are the first one to arrive with courage in in tow, and uh, in a side street in Spinner's End, the uh, uh, the pair of you ride up, and uh, you f- see that there is a figure waiting for you there. Uh, someone uh, waiting for you there with uh, some uh, with a, uh, with a few saddlebags amongst other things. There's not saddle, uh, well, they actually have some saddlebags, but they also have uh, some nose bags, which is rather what I meant for horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see the figure of a uh, younger uh, of a of a younger looking lady uh, human uh, blonde hair blue eyes looks to be uh, maybe in her late teens mm-hmm. um, and she's you know she's just wearing kind of slightly rough work uh, workman's clothes but uh, uh, looks up and nods to uh, che- uh, nods to courage upon your uh, arrival. As a pair of you uh, kind of calm your horses after the frantic race uh, and dismount. That's some very lucky animal handling checks during that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My animal handling is zero, just for perspective. <laughs> she grins so widely. Well. Courage. Very happy to. I'm very glad to see you, and I see you've brought. Uh, a friend. I was expecting more for the. Celestia Star. It's nice to meet you. She awkwardly shakes your hand. Julie. <laughs> uh, uh, nice Hi. to meet you. Have you got the money? 
Oh, do we have the money? <laughs> <laughs> this is my friend. Uh, this this my friend Julie. She's the one who got uh, who got hold of the uh, gunpowder and the horses for me. She she gets Charmed, a cup. I'm sure. Quite all right. Uh, he quickly divvies up some of the uh, jewelry and cash and uh, passes them to Julie. Folds them up, puts the uh, in a little bag, sticks it into her uh, clothing. Well, uh, he takes off another chunk, however, divides it up two more times. This bag is for the sculptor. We make sure that go- I'll make sure that goes to him. Mm. This bag is for me, and I look forward to spending it tonight, uh, perhaps with a pretty lady, he says, looking over at Julie. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> By your cards, right? And, uh, and he passes the rest of the bag to you, so I see it. And this is your share. Thank you. Have fun with it. I certainly intend to have some fun myself. Ah, uh, Julie, Julie looks up and says, Yes, and if you could uh, try and find me horses at some point, I'd appreciate that as well. Uh, I'm sure we'll find something. It'll be fine. I'm sure they'll be around. <laughs> Eventually. You didn't put anyone on that, on that pony, did you? Why do you ask? Because he's a mean little shit. You, you <laughs> right? Sure, let's say yes. <laughs> anyway. Somewhere, somehow, Corson is going, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has been fun. I might see you. Well, it's almost we'll this morning. We'll see you at some point. I'll see you at some point. Have fun. Enjoy your night. I wink at him. <laughs> he winks back. So, tell me a thing that so. Where do you want to go? Your place? He says to the, uh, to the girls, the pair of them walk off. Um, and uh, a short while later, travelling through, through your own respective uh, routes, the uh, pair of you, Scores uh, <laughs> and Scamp, I run off and try and find them immediately after I'm done being casual with courage, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Okay, uh, make a make a, an investigation check. Oh, God. So Oh, mate. Um, that'd be an eight. Okay, you waste like 10, 15 minutes trying to find them before returning and finding that they actually went straight here and have been waiting for you <laughs> for the last five minutes. Where the fuck were you two? I went on a roof. Good. Good decision. <laughs> How about you? It's been a while since I did... Cross-country running, I must be sad, but... Losing your touch. Well, they didn't catch me, did they? True. You're getting old. It happens. You're 59, darling. It's so old. Oh, bugger that. <laughs> <laughs> so, the... Oh, that lives a Perry. I don't see your fucking graves, though, will. You will not outlive me, darling. You'll both outlive me. <laughs> yes, probably. I'm sorry. Meh. <laughs> Doesn't do as well on that. No, really. stupid. You're right. Looking in the bag, uh, you find that it's uh, compared to the to the haul of uh, stolen gold and jewelry that you uh, acquired earlier in the day. It's not as impressive, but there is still a respectable amount of silver and and, and gold in here. Uh, most of its coinage, there are a few jewellery pieces as well, but they are uh, easy enough 
to pawn or sell mm-hmm. uh, that uh, I, I, I'll say that you, know, you can count this as, as just straight coinage. Uh, there is enough for about 30 gold. There's enough for 30 gold pieces each Lovely. in amongst this. It was uh, you know, a smaller haul by the standards of killing 120-ish or more people and robbing it's them. Still of not bad, well, though. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not terrible as such I'm things go. I'm going to buy some opium. It's going to be great. And, uh, Where in the city would you get it? I mean, I'm sure it is available, but... I have ideas. What you need is contacts, not ideas. Oh, I have so many ideas. I need to go pet shopping. I mean, we have a vested interest in getting to the McDougal's anyway. True. There's True. no reason I couldn't go to them and ask for some opium and find out a bit about where they live. That's a good I idea. I want some opium anyway. It's not a terrible idea, actually. Yeah. See, I'm quite clever and I put my mind to it. As you make your discussions, you notice... Uh, that you, you're kind of wandering your way through the city, you're working out where to go next, and there is the first very early rays of pre-dawn are starting to come up across the sky. And there's just enough light to make your way by. You don't, there's less need for the occasional oil lamps burning, illuminating the way through the otherwise very dark streets. And for two of you, low light vision is something you're used to. But there's still something that strikes you. When the three of you notice, gently floating down through the sky, a small white speck, then another, then another. Within a few minutes, light snow begins to gently crest its way over the city. It is strangely chill when it touches your skin. See that, Celestia? That's snow. Wow. Celestia sticks her tongue out and tastes some. (laughs) Tastes like cold water. And she catches some in her hand. And she's fascinated by the whole thing. She just looks up. Not anything else, just upwards. You spend some time just... Just staring. Staring up. And eventually you find a quiet place and sit and watch the dawn of a new month of a new season of the first the first flurries <laughs> eventually the city begins to wake itself up the bakers first those who begin working in the pre-dawn but uh, as more light comes through and you gently make your way through the streets it's impossible not to hear the hustle and bustle of the city never quite stopped begin to re-emerge little bit by little by the time you make your way back uh, towards the judgment square market you can hear one uh, 
very you can already hear the sort of mutter of voices uh, buying and selling making their trade and uh, one voice amongst others stands out first day of winter <laughs> chocolate fashionable can you cross water no shadows cleared from city by heroic efforts of church and heaven guard first day of winter Chocolate fashionable. Can you crosswater sentinel? Oh, I'd like to buy a crosswater sentinel, please. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, it's you. Hi, yeah. Um, oh, I'm two coppers. Yeah, thank you, of course. It's oh. my copper. There we go. Yeah. I give him two coppers. I give him three coppers because I like him. Oh, thank you. <laughs> His pockets there with the money. Seems, seems very happy to see you. You've made him a lot of cash recently. Yeah. <laughs> The little halfling child. A word to the wise lad. Wouldn't be going to the uh, the silken sail anytime soon. No. Oh yes, heard all about it. Apparently, that's where the church managed to find the last of these shadows and get rid of them all. It was very grim. Mm. Don't go down there. There were a lot of people who died in there. You were very lucky. I've learned my ways. Just alcohol and drugs from here. <laughs> That's my opium, it's really good. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I've pat him on the back and I say, You're a good kid. Anything else in the Keep yourself out of trouble. What you said or? Yeah, um, and yeah, there is a piece. Uh, the, the headline piece, uh, the, there are two headline pieces. The, headline, the main headline piece uh, just talks about how the efforts of the church and operatives working on the church's behalf. Uh, were able to track down the shadow nests uh, and successfully destroy them. Uh, they're followed up by a commentary on uh, the successful work and the importance of the regent's uh, benevolence and also uh, commending the Ebon Guard for their quick assistance in defending the city and providing uh, necessary materials. It doesn't quite go into them uh, for the church's aid. Um, Does it say whether the Ebon Guard have left? Uh... It doesn't mention specifically, although uh, there is a small note at the end suggesting that they are uh, that they are encouraged uh, to stay for a short time to rest, resupply, and uh, help continue to protect the city before they return to their duties. How much does Corzin know about the Ebon Guard? Roll me a history Good check. Question. If I have, I already made you roll a history check. No, I don't think so because all, all that check. happened previously yeah. is they arrived. Celestia was obviously perturbed. Yeah. And we got out of the way. Frankly, they arrived. I asked whether I should roll a check, and then realised I'd figured it out out of character, which probably meant I'd feed it out in character, and then yeah. we didn't go from there. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Okay, history. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Uh. Scamp would know. Nah, scamp wouldn't. Um. Now that you think about it, you've heard the name before, but uh, you know that they're not a naval force. It sounds right. like they're like yeah. Everything you've seen indicates that they are a land-based, likely cavalry force, um, <laughs> composed of well, drab mercenaries. Maybe all you know is what uh, Celestia has told you. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm gonna say uh, to Celestia then. All right. So seriously, what is the deal with these people? Well, I mean, have you got three days? Yes. Um, <laughs> Probably, actually, but is it really yeah. going to take that long? 
quick pricey, maybe. Okay, they are highly trained legions of drow. They mm. train for seven years to become as good as they are because elves have time. And it's not just army training. They they train in terms of loyalty as well. They're taught to... To who? To whoever they're employed by. At the time, various high-up drow, but later on, they're taught to be loyal to whoever is paying for them. They are employed as groups of mercenaries and... The loyalty tests are nasty. They fuck over friends and all sorts of shit. Really bad stuff. Um, yeah, they're basically brainwashed. And punished for going against any sort of principle that... that those particular legions believe in and told false stories about friends in order to um, believe that they've done something wrong and you're judged on whether you turn them in or whether you don't and it's it's very bad so if you think of them as not having their own free will you're about right best avoided then yes and frankly better than anyone else in terms of combat because seven years is a long time. A lifetime. For some people. Mm. If you can live for hundreds of years, I suppose seven years isn't that long. Training is different to experience, though. I mean, I've had a fair amount of training, but 90% of what I put into practice on a daily basis is stuff that I've learned from bitter experience. Bitter experience is what they aim to give in those lesions. You'll notice Celestia isn't looking at you for any of this. She does not make eye contact once okay. for the whole time she talks about this. Do they have a particular exception to you, or is it just any drow above ground? Um, drow above ground isn't particularly the problem. Um, I piss somebody off. I piss more than one person off. Whether that particular legion were here for me, probably not, maybe, I don't, I don't know. But I can't be seen by them right now. Then we won't be seen by them. Agreed. Thank you. Again, she doesn't look at you for this whole time. Just, yeah. No eye contact this time, which is unusual for Celestia because she likes eye contact, but she's not looking at either of you properly. I'm just going to take her hand. Yeah, I think Corson will take her other one. We don't go near them. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've not... Um, I've not really had people who would be that bothered before. Well, like you said, 
You've not been above ground before. You don't want to go below ground. Up here can be a bit rubbish too. I know tieflings are trying <laughs> like shit, but you don't want to go below ground. No. It's not worth it. it it's not worth it. Then we don't go down there. We stay up here. We stay away from them. I've got a warehouse to set fire to. Do you want to do that? Hmm. Let's do that. That would be great. And someone's identity to steal. Oh, we really do need to do that, don't we? Let's do that. That sounds wonderful. Hopefully they'll be gone by then. We've done a good thing. Now let's do a crime. (laughs) Another crime. We already did a crime. We did a very... Good crime-ish. It was a bit dodgy, but we got away with it. Pretty dodgy. We did a well-done crime. Well. (laughs) (laughs) If we hadn't had people screaming about finger puppets, that might have been a bit better. Nobody died. Nobody died. The finger puppets were very funny. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Admittedly, he seemed to think so. But really, thank you. Both of you. The other headline piece is about chocolate and how uh, hot chocolate has become particularly fashionable and a brand of uh, confectioners in uh, Thr- in uh, Thrine have begun to uh, call themselves chocolatiers and claim to have discovered the secret of making solid chocolate. Oh, oh scamp, scamp, let's go to Thrine. <laughs> <laughs> I got really ill last time. Let's yeah, do that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't mind trying solid chocolate. That sounds lovely. Hmm. That sounds weird. I don't know. Hmm. Sounds like it'd be harder to throw up, though. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> and indeed, uh, many fashionable coffee houses uh, throughout the city, uh, including the, uh, Scot- uh, the Sculpture Garden, should you go there at any point, you'll find that, uh, hot cho- that bowls of hot chocolate are indeed now being offered. <laughs> the winter has set in. Hmm. So, um, yes, yes, it's the first of it's the first of uh, first flurries. What would you like to do today? You're, you're, you're relatively well, still awake and, and how much? We probably how go and look d- for that guy, shouldn't we? Yeah, um, Jean Corsavat at the Silken Goose. Important mm. thing, though, how many more days is the? Charlie's Regret will have completed its uh, repairs and be fully ref- uh, will be fully fitted out and ready to go on the sixth sixth of first flurries. Right. And we so are now on the first. Yeah. yeah. The first. So one, two, three. So four, we've got five, five days, days to play with, essentially. The first snow, which is yeah. so lovely. Mm. Scam is not a fan. <laughs> Oh, Celestia is loving it. When, whenever we go out in the snow, she's just staring. Genuine she's fascinated. Question. It does continue to lightly snow throughout the day. Genuine question. Is the average core body temperature of a tiefling higher than most other uh, humanoid races? DM, that's up to you, darling. <laughs> Don't know why I rolled. It's not going to make a difference to my decision. <laughs> out of habit, probably. Hmm. Mm. I'm going to state this, but I think this is not information that would be, that would really be known by any of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, depends upon the hef- the tiefling. Uh, what was the term we settled on? Lineage. Lineage. Yeah. Heritage. Yeah. Depends <laughs> upon the heritage. Uh, okay. Some have notably colder body types than hu- uh, 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 cold body Snakes. temperatures than humans. 
Uh, yes, of actually. Of course, um, yeah, Mordecai. The, Mordec- uh, uh, mm. Not Mordecai. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it? Was, um, uh, what was his name? Casimir. Casimir. Everyone was going Calcineer. I was like, that's the yeah, world no, we're in. Yeah, that's not yeah. the word that Casimir, I want. Casimir, for instance, has a notably lower resting body temperature than most humans. Of course, because uh, However, uh, Chase and Courage and, and the Gramanis uh, would have a slightly higher temperature by and large. Hmm. So it really varies. Uh, you, you, very few people have an idea what the resting body temperature of the ones that um, can manipulate chains and whose faces look like someone you've hmm. lost. Uh, like. Fascinated by them. Yeah. So, so yes, we have a couple of things to do. I mean, I wouldn't mind some opium. And we could buy it from the McDougal's. So yeah. About those, or we got Jean Paul's about. Well, too. that seems to be the more pressing one at this point because yeah. he's going to be yeah. leaving soon, isn't he? Assuming he wasn't a one of the victims of the shadows. That would be a bit complicated. I mean, I can be convincingly posh. I'm sure we can well, use I the mean, second goose being brutal about it if he was it would make our job easier but slightly more grisly I mean it would cut out the need for identity theft but it wouldn't necessarily make our job easier just non-existent actually no thinking about it thinking about it they want his identity because it's valuable yeah. while he's still alive um, if it's known he's dead it's useless so do you want to go they there specifically first specifically state not to kill him yeah. yeah do you want to go there first then check him out see what it's like yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to change into my slightly posher outfit please mm-hmm. the fight he gave me okay my outlandish one. <coughs> you do. You you enter your full uh, David Bowie uh, phase. Point actually. Speaking of which, by the way, uh, that what? wasn't his wife. <laughs> so yeah, you're aware. Sorry, I his wife was... is somebody else. Oh, I, I yeah. apologise. I thought that was. That's the point actually. If it's dawn, then we can go back to fighting and get. What oh yeah, for let's us. do that. And mm. you do. And uh, heading back to the quick cut, um, the you find that. Uh, Feisty has finished his work and has resting on uh, two little mannequin, uh, mannequin torsos and just gently uh, st- stuffed a little mannequin feet to demonstrate. Uh, one set of uh, very nice jack boots, the ones that he'd previously made for you. You very had nice. actually been wearing the old ones just out mm-hmm. of habit, but um, they, they, they don't seem to be any appreciably different. They're just black leather uh, jack boots. He's done a little bit of decorative stitching on some of the sides, but doesn't seem to be an obvious difference. However, uh, there is, I believe it was one cloak, one waistcoat. Uh, the So the cloak, the dwarven, uh, I'm just going to roll and see which of these is which for this. Oh, okay, yeah, no, no. One to ten. Eleven to twenty. Okay, it's gonna be a fun one then. So, (laughs) the, um, the cloak, um, is very much like the classic, uh, it is a very similar design to the dwarven uh, robe you have. It's a hooded cloak, it's designed to go with it. Uh, and it seems to be made out of a lustrous black silk. Uh, it's again stitched with 
gold and silver threaded uh, repeating knot designs, although they seem a little curious that they're slightly more muted than you might expect. When you look directly at them, they're quite nice, but there's something weird about it. The whole cloak looks like it's made out of this, again, beautiful black sort of black silk that runs together like water. Mm -hmm. Um, And finally, there is a waistcoat. Uh, It has this lovely black silk beneath it, but you can see that it has been trimmed extensively. Uh, in, I'm going to say, a very, quite almost strikingly bright purple thread. Perfect. Um, mm. With, with, uh, uh, with, on this occasion I'm going to go with, yeah, shell, wave and shell patterns. Uh, As befitting a sailor. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but also purple for Celestia. Yeah. Purple's a colour. Um, and yeah, it's in a very rich purple thread. It's stand. It's at, unlike the other two, which like unlike the uh, sh- cloak of inky shadow, uh, uh, this uh, uh, this one seems almost to stand out in spite of the shadow uh, of the shadowy thread beneath mm, it. It's a good contrast. Yeah, um, there's something slightly weird about it. You can't quite pick it up, but uh, work out what. But um, as Fighty uh, greets you and says, Right, I've got your clothes sized for you. Uh, who wants to try who's on first? That well, waistcoat looks fantastic. Let me sit. sit there. Well, uh, st- stand there, take your coat off, and let's give this a try. Take my coat off, I put the waistcoat on. Yeah. So he picks up the waistcoat, and as he picks it up and passes it to you, notice that it seems to blur around the edges. Ooh. Mm. Uh, like there's ways when you move, there's almost like a very, very fractional after image. Oh, cool. And when you put it on and button it up, you can feel like well, it's a little weird. And as you move your arm, you notice that if you want it to, and this seems to be a little bit of a trick to figuring out how to make this happen willingly as opposed to unwillingly, um, the edges of you slightly blur as well. Along oh, with it. interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mechanically? So, mechanically, this is a waistcoat of protection. Ooh. Oh, fit. Uh, so, what this does is it requires attunement, so it takes your uh, short rest to try and figure mm-hmm. out how to get... To I make nothing quite, else achieved, exactly so that's to your totally will. cool. Um, while you are wearing it and tuned to it, you gain a plus one bonus to armor class and saving throws. Oh, fit. That's so good. Nice. Who's next? Uh, Athos. So unbelievably good for me. I can't even explain. I think you'll find these these have a bit of an... uh, These should be nice and comfortable and be quite... uh, And I've uh, taken the liberty of uh, putting a bit of of oil into the leather to make them nice and supple as well. And you'll notice that uh, I've actually lined the interior of these ones with the uh, shadow silk. Uh, give these a try on me, helps you fit them on. Okay, as I put the boots on, what is the sensation on the inside? It's weird. It's like, um, it's like putting your feet into, uh, slightly cool, but it's quickly warms to your body temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, 
running, but only while you're moving through it, water. It's like Ooh. moving or putting your feet through a pool. Interesting. Uh, just gentle, like a, like a gentle... Uh, oh, that's, that's weird. Ah. Um, but what you notice is, and it's not immediately obvious, but you kind of give them a little bit of a walk around to test them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask everyone to make a perception check, please. Yeah. Including me? Including you. You have an advantage. No, you don't Ooh. have an advantage. You just have better perception. Oh, dear. Ten. Twelve. Ten. Okay, oh, shit. So, <laughs> yes, like, like, these are pretty comfortable, by and large, you think. Yes. Celestia, you're kind of admiring the, 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 the cut of these. Uh, Scamp, you notice that, um, yeah, they, they don't they don't squeak, they don't creak, there's none of the classical sounds. In fact, you can't actually hear the sound of the floorboards when causing steps on them. You're super quiet. Like, really quiet. Giving a little bit of a, rough, uh, of a wiggle around. You jump up and down. That. I do yeah, so. You but... jump. There's no sound even when you slump on the ground. <gasps> Oh. Are you enormously stealthy now? Be useful. Mechanically, yeah. although not by their nature, uh, these these shadowy boots are mechanically the same as boots of elven kind. Mm-hmm. While you wear those boots, your steps make no sound, regardless of the surface you're moving across. You have advantage on dexterity stealth checks that rely on moving silently. This item nice. does not require attunement. Ooh. And uh, and let's give this uh, new cloak a try for you as well. I've uh, inc- I've I've provided an attachment so you can uh, adjust whether you want to have the beard attached or not. Thank you. <laughs> giving it a little bit of a try. Uh, it comes with a hood as well, uh, but as you put it on again, there's this sensation of it's almost like putting on something made of flowing water. And it does seem to move in quite a flowing way around you as you put the cloak on. Um, and hmm. as you try pulling the hood up and just, it's just, the, there's a little bit of tweaking. It's not quite responding as accurately. And you get a sense that maybe you'd have to spend a bit of time getting used to the strangeness of it. But you take, you kind of put the hood up uh, and sort of like yeah, stand there for a moment. And... Um, Celestian cause, and you notice that while um, while uh, Scamp is standing still, the black, the inky sort of shadow of the cloak seems to just mottle gently until it reflect until it seems to resemble the color and shades and patterns of the. Uh, uh, of the bar and the shop behind it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, fun. As if it... You've got a John. <laughs> Once you move, it's like it slightly disrupts it and it adjusts a little slowly, but for this shadowy cloak, uh, is mechanically the same as a cloak of elven kind. <laughs> it requires a team uh, While you wear this cloak with its hood up, perception checks made to see you have disadvantage. And this is possibly a little OP, but okay. You have advantage. You also have advantage on decks uh, on stealth checks to hide, as the cloak's uh, color shifts to camouflage. So hide rather than move stealthily. Yeah, those are different things, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. But for That's visual hiding, yeah. This yeah, this co- this cloak has a degree of chameleon uh, elements to it. 
So um, it's going to be really disconcerting for anyone who's paying attention. Is that his feet don't make a noise? Mm. <laughs> like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, pulling the hood up or down requires an action. Cool. While the hood is down, you get the feeling that once you've attuned to this a little bit, that once you've attuned to this a little bit, uh, you will be able to uh, kind of get a feel, you know, adjust it so that it either does or doesn't do the blending thing. So with the hood, essentially, once you've attuned to it, with the hood down. It's just a lovely sort of black silk cloak, hood up, chameleon cloak. Nice. Fit. This is going to be so useful. Yeah. So, I mean, plus one to AC is so huge for me, I can't even explain to you guys. <laughs> like, oh, massive. Yes. Also, some of my saving throws are so shit. Yeah. <laughs> I keep casting mage armor. Yeah. <laughs> Without it, I have an AC of 12. Squishy, squishy. Ooh, oh, yeah. but yours is worse than mine, actually. Mine's pretty but bad. But with mage armor, it's 15, so it's fine. Yeah. That's that's what my armor class is. Oh, in it. Oh, the book's falling over. Sorry, right. guys. Sorry about that noise. Um, But yeah, barred, squishy. Squishy as hell. Yeah. Glass cannons. So, um, shall we start going over to the Silken Goose? Yes. It was the Silken Goose, wasn't it? I'm not going mad. Indeed, indeed it was. But I'm going to look for pet shops the whole way. Okay, make an investigation check. <laughs> oh dear. <gasps> this is specifically something you're oh. after. Oh, that's really good. Uh, that's a dirty 20. Okay. <laughs> uh, there are, asking just idly a couple of people as you make your way towards the Silken Goose, uh, you hear that there are two pet shops. Uh, if you consult the map there, I believe. Uh, and you'll find them on the map. Uh, one of them is Ooh. in the centre of uh, on, on the centre of town, uh, not too far, I believe, from the Silken uh, Goose. Uh, there is supposedly a pet shop, and uh, by one uh, Mister Al Sadim, sounds like a ferocious name. Uh, and uh, to the south of the city, there is of course the city uh, stables and kennels, uh, which uh, does a, a, which uh, mostly trains dogs. Uh, but uh, yeah, some. Uh, but uh, they are recommended to you as two places where you'd be likely to be able to buy pets, if you were so inclined. Hmm. Was there specifically something you were after? Well, a friend wanted something to be friends with. Well, they can talk to creatures. Or... <laughs> Well, I mean, if they can talk to animals, that's... I want something fluffy that can fly and swim and, and I don't know. So... Many so colours. Are you sure you can look after an animal, darling? Essentially, what you want is a penguin, is what penguin. you're what getting from that. Like, Do I know about penguins? What's you would not penguin? know about penguins. Uh, cousin, you have once, you have heard the tale of penguins. <laughs> yeah. They, like, you, 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 you know They're in the, the extremes of the world. Yeah, you know the tale from a man who saw one stuffed once brought back by an explorer. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. are penguins? They're a, they're a sort of flightless bird that's, that's about the size Sounds shit. <laughs> well, they, I say flightless. They can't fly in the air, but they fly underwater. That's just swimming. No, but... That's bollocks. <laughs> really well. Let's go find a penguin. And they're, you know, some, sometimes they're as big as people. 
That's really, <laughs> what, like, well, as big as me people or, like, you people? Because a two-foot thing isn't that terrifying, well, I, but six-foot-four is pretty scary if it's a flightless bird. I have seen... Probably not you. you people, but they're reasonably big. Okay, right, that's pretty pretty scary. Should we see what's in the pet shop? Yes, let's have a look. On the, it's on that. the way, if you don't mind. I definitely don't want right. a pet, but a few do. <laughs> Sorry, I just went with that. Right, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it, it was fun. You uh, you head to the uh, pet shop. and Okay, so you find yourself uh, in, in a little slightly out-of-the-way alleyway. Uh, there are even a couple within... There are a couple of them within the Duke's Ward. There is a small shop um, with... Uh, from which you can hear the sort of chittering and cluttering of different sort of creatures. And uh, there is indeed a, be- a beaded curtain, although this one's at the front door. Uh, and you can see... This is not a Jimacy beaded curtain. <laughs> oh. This one's more bright red, red green, uh, brown, uh, sort of light brown and blue. Fair enough. And uh, you can see a sign say, uh, a sign... Uh, written because this is uh, for you know clientele who can afford to buy idle pets. Alcidine's uh, 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 Pet Emporium. And uh, moving in, you can see that there is a uh, human. F- uh, there is a human fellow behind the counter uh, with deeply tanned, uh, 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 deeply tanned skin. A uh, a square cut goatee beard and a traditional square uh, goatee nice yeah, and a uh, traditional uh, red uh, ferocious style fez uh, <laughs> oh, brilliant <laughs> and he greets you in his uh, 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 with wide, uh, uh, with a wide smile hello hello my friends and welcome to Al Sadim's <laughs> Pet Emporium Oh, hello. What can Al-Sadim aid you with today? <laughs> well, Scamp, what kind of pet do you want? Um, a flying one that breeds underwater and breeds fire and has wings and, and fins and, and goes invisible and teleports and, um, I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> ah, my friend. For that, you are looking for the fairy dragon. No. <laughs> That sounds horrifying. That is good, my friend, because I do not, in fact, have a fairy dragon in stock. What do you have? Ah, well, if you are looking for something that can fly, perhaps I can help you there. Uh, Let me see. For for such as you, uh, good sir dwarf. Yes, I am a dwarf. (laughs) Celestial (laughs) Ingest. Uh, I'm uh, Al- for you, good sir dwarf. Uh, uh, Al is sure that he can find for you uh, only the most intriguing uh, pets. Uh, one moment, he bustles around, going behind another beaded curtain. You hear a certain amount of rummaging. Maybe this is a bad idea. Before he returns, it's a fantastic idea, and I will hear nothing cane, else about it. In which case, in, inside which is a brightly coloured bird with a, <gasps> with a long, curved sort of beak. Uh, it's actually quite a fat curved beak. It seems to be bright green and red and yellow. It has 
of all things, a black eye patch over one <gasps> eye. One of its legs appears to have been replaced by a <laughs> tiny <laughs> wooden fan. I'm so here for this. <laughs> this is the fabled lost parrot of Edwin Scarrow, the noted, uh, the noted pirate. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that seems unlikely. <laughs> well, parrots live a long time. I mean, is it really? Of course. Oh no, that's an eight from me. And that's less, it's a six. Sorry, I was forgetting my insight skill. It's a six from Celestia. That's a five from Corson. Oh no. <laughs> uh, insight. That is a 21. Oh, nice. <laughs> seems pretty unlikely, but also seems conceivable that maybe Elsa Dean believes this is, at the very least, a sufficiently piratical pirate, uh, piratical parrot, <laughs> to maybe that uh, be that parrot, uh, pirate's parrot. <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Edwin Scarrell was what, fifty years ago? Sixty? Closer to seventy. <laughs> I mean, how do yeah. parrots live? Can I make a time. check for that? Make a nature check. Yeah, parrots, I think, live quite they long. Could, if it was a young parrot, it could live 17. Long. Yeah. Um, parrots can okay. This does look like a, quite an old uh, okay, parrot. Okay, conceivably. And it, and it is squinting at you with malice of forethought. Okay, conceivably. Oh, there's intelligence. It's, old enough. <laughs> it's not necessarily lying. Oh. <laughs> yeah, lots of different ages. <laughs> You're looking up how old parrots are. Oh, the kakapo can live oh, to 95. So cute. I love the kakapo. It hides from things that are extinct. It's the stupidest oh. parrot in the world. It can't fly. Oh, no. <laughs> um, parrots can live a good long while. Mm. Maybe not quite. Awesome. Pet ones, maybe not quite you, that long. You have heard about parrots that have lived for 50, 60 years before. Mm. See, I'm mostly from various sailors. Um, they, 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 uh, when, when uh, well fed, not yeah, much they, to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they were a number of them were apparently brought over uh, way back when some distant uh, continent. You think it's called Fernon was discovered Aww. about like you know a good, maybe a hundred years ago. You're not really sure of the details, but you know since then they've been domestic. Some of them, a small number, have been domesticated and become very popular. Uh, with those of a certain persuasion. It's not going to be particularly subtle. <laughs> I mean, darling. Ah! Oh, We're coming for you! Okay, that's horrifying. I mean, ah! I... You shall bring the storms! Oh. I, say, I say to it the parrot, speak. I say to the parrot, Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. Ah! She's waiting! <laughs> ah! She's always watching! Fuck, that's horrifying. <laughs> Up to you, darling. What else have you got? Ah, okay, that's an option. Parrot is not, is not your taste. Well, Maybe. I fucking love the legendary parrot. Yeah. <laughs> that's not in character, that's just as he, me. As he takes <laughs> it away, um, uh, <laughs> as he takes away, you just hear the muffled parrot's calls. Ah, she's watching you. Ah, the eye of the storm. Ah. <laughs> Away. I mean, I hate that. Um... Do I recognise the reference? Roll a straight d20. I so don't. No. Yeah. Oops. 12. 
No. Okay. No, uh, you have, like, no, no. You, you, you at least, Scamp, do you know that parrots can be taught to repeat phrases? Although, mm. why those why? specific <laughs> phrases? You don't know? Someone's weird. Uh. <laughs> Someone is very weird. <laughs> she says, staring at the dungeon master. Um, mm. Okay, so. <laughs> dungeon master's creepy. Well, we need this. Of course. It's why we love him. It is. He's horrified. Okay, we adore but, him. Uh, pra- what else would you uh, would you like? I can see what I have in stock. Sure. Anything? What have you got? Uh, Al Sadim has all manner of interesting creatures. Yes, but what do you actually have? All manner of interesting creatures. Such what do you as... want? Very well. He reaches down and pulls out another cage, and you can see there is a large. And when I say large, I mean like 30 centimetres long spider inside it. Wow. Oh, that's this creature was, uh, creature was brought up from the depths of the Underdark. Mm. That's nothing unusual down there, darling. That's like a puppy, but less fun. I wouldn't bother. Mm. More fangs. They're less less fangs, right, I'd but... say. Mm. Have you seen them? A bit more pointy. The puppies are... You make a point, but... <laughs> They're less sociable. Puppies aren't poisonous, generally. Puppies. If you wish to find puppies, go through the kennels. No. What else have you got? Very well. Uh, He rummages around. I do like puppies. Let me see. Uh, I've got this selection of bats. Uh, There is this... uh, Ah! uh, Would you perhaps be interested in a badger? Badger? Yes! (laughs) He rummages around. It goes into the back and you hear the clank, clank. Clang. So here for Scamp having a badger. <laughs> this is the most um, impractical pet. Oh, so impractical, like horrendous. And emerges, <laughs> oh. uh, oh, shit, ba- uh, and emerges <laughs> with this uh, badger, badger, which sort of <laughs> snarls ah! it. And you see it has iron-capped teeth. Oh, wow! Perhaps you have not. Uh, perhaps you have not heard of the le- uh, uh, of the uh, legendary breed of the southern dwarven uh, war badger. These ones have been designed. War badgers. Yes, their teeth are capped Fuck so that they off. can be filled with poison. <laughs> that just seems mean. The badger is already mean. <laughs> this is merely made it meaner. Tell us that or the parrot, darling. Whatever you prefer. I have other pets. <laughs> what do you wish for? Um, you got a flying cat. A flying cat. <laughs> is that a thing? I have. I have cats. Do they fly? <laughs> I have things that fly. I do right. not have flying. Wait, do I have a flying cat? <laughs> One moment. <laughs> Intense. Okay. What's good on a ship? Um, cats are good on ships, but if they fall over water, they'll drown. So it has to be able to fly. No, cats can swim. It's 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 a well-known fact. They just yeah, don't like it. If it I falls know, I board of a moving I ship, I totally wouldn't know about cats. I'm going to delete that from my character stuff. Right. I wouldn't know. Yep. Definitely wouldn't know You've about cats. I've heard tales of cats. I've heard Anything of cats, but I've never seen one. If it can't fly, it's trouble. Mm, you make a fair point, but... Again, wet wings aren't good for flying. Yeah, they, they can fly. I mean, rather, they can swim. <laughs> I mean, you could have got a spider. That wouldn't have worried about drowning. That can't things. swim, as far as I'm aware. I but mean, they stick to things. True. So they wouldn't fall in the water. Mm. Quite yeah. big as well. Quite nice, quite affectionate pets. Uh, 
I do not have a flying cat, but I do. And he returns with another, again, quite a large uh, cage containing what appears to be a, again, 30 centimeter large, uh, bright green iridescent beetle, which fans its wings. Ah. <laughs> I do have the legendary jewel beetle of Samusdal. Or I have cats, but I have other <laughs> things as well. What do you want? <laughs> I don't know anymore. My favorite was the parrot. Yeah, I. I have some monkeys. Ooh. <laughs> What kind of monkeys? One moment. <laughs> Brings out what appears to be a um, perfectly ordinary monkey in a cage. This is the legendary spider monkey. I don't know why they call this this spider. It is a monkey. Hmm? You can train it to, put, uh, to, uh, to, to crush symbols together. That seems mean. Look, I do not judge what people train their, their animals to do. You see the did the dwarves, they train badgers to put uh, to wear metal teeth. I did like the badger. Monkey seems fun. How much is a pet? Hmm. Which pet are you looking for? How much is a monkey? Ah, the monkey will be... 25 gold crowns. Hmm. Does that sound like a reasonable price? Would I have a clue? I wouldn't have a clue. Uh, make an insight check. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, 19. Going well today, mate. Uh, On insight and nothing else. I mean, he's probably shafting you a bit, but you, you're you like... You, yeah, monkey's probably expensive. It's not native to the area, but probably not. But he's he's likely... he's He's got to have clapped on at least a few crowns. <laughs> Monkey could climb on things. Mm. Also carry things. Also mm. cute. I'm imagining sort of like a macaque. When you look at yeah. its little face, it's very That's spider cute. monkey. They got mm. the fun tail. It's got an extra pad on it for gripping. Mm. <laughs> How much is the parrot? For the legendary parrot. <laughs> legendary parrot. Of Edwin Scarlet, that would be. I suppose I am eager to get rid of that thing. 40 gold. It's definitely not Scarrow's Um, uh, We're going to be super obvious if we're carrying lots of animals around, aren't we? Yeah. Depends where you keep them. One, darling. One. The monkey would be more useful than the parrots. I can't walk away from the parrots. <laughs> Tell you what. I'm not helping you look after them. Tell you not what. even slightly. If you get the monkey, I'll get the parrot. What? You'll have a parrot? A parrot um, that repeats everything you say? And give you 50 gold for both of them. Make a decision check. <laughs> Oh, that was so nearly a 20. Um, Persuadon. 19. Not as good as my deception. Pretty good, though. Seems to kind of his eyes dart to one side side to side for a moment. Fine, so long as you take that parrot off my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Go first. (laughs) Pausing, good luck with that one. (laughs) Okay, he takes the the gold and uh, 
passes you two You're cages. One with, one with a spider monkey. How big is the parrot? Yeah, um, how big? Right. This is important because um, if it, it's like a tiny, tiny a, thing. It's like it's yeah. parrot yeah, size. So yeah, parrot. yeah. So it is. I saw a parrot today. Are you imagining like what, like a scarlet macaw or a um... grey parrot? <clears throat> I'm going to be blunt here and say I'm not very familiar with parrots type, so I am imagining the pirate that you see on the shoulder of Bluebeard in uh, <laughs> films of that. So I am imagining, as it were, the a pirate parrot, the classic <laughs> pirate parrot. So yeah, probably a foot tall, uh, which does mean that yes, yeah. it is. Uh, it, it is almost. It is comically large. Right. Uh, in comparison to Corson. Incredible. Okay. It's like bigger than his face, definitely. The parrot's going to tilt its head. <laughs> Your destiny awaits! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it does. Oh, sure horrid! He, he reaches up and sort of pets it. You're both fucking... You're going to lose a finger! <laughs> it, it kind of picks at, your, uh, picks at your fingers, but make an animal handling check. <laughs> oh, uh, no, that's terrible. Eight. Oh. Not in that affectionate way. It seems to be hungry. I would like <laughs> to befriend the monkey. <laughs> I'm going to use the tides of chaos. That's a brilliant phrase, though. You would like to befriend the monkey. Tides. Um, How are you using tides of chaos to prevent a fucking monkey? Because my animal handling is not good, so that's a 15. Okay. The monkey doesn't uh, free... Uh, uh, See, somehow manages to overcome its instinct to start screaming and hurling shit at you. Uh, but instead, sort of. <laughs> you, you just have fun making noises at this monkey for a while, and yeah, it seems to. It seems like it kind of like swings a little on the sides uh, on the bars of its cage and. Otherwise, seems quite content in your presence. Do you oh, okay. think it will run away if I open the cage? Mm, I couldn't possibly know, darling. Probably. It's the first monkey I've ever seen, so I'm not where? particularly experienced. I don't like it in a cage. It, it looks wrong. like a tiny person. It's weird. It shouldn't be in a cage. I don't mean like a tiny person in a causing way. It's like a tiny person, but like... That's <laughs> the point, actually, is that... You know, <laughs> Where's a, the monkey? A macaque is going to be about... Roughly yeah, the same. No, what? Fuck off. I mean, going to have been a little bit more yeah, like broad, broad but yeah, in terms of height, that's not far off. Really not. Let's see. I'm, I'm definitely imagining quite a small monkey. I'm going to say that. Uh, <laughs> right, I'm going to say. On that average, spider monkeys reach two feet in length and what? three to five feet in height. Okay, They're so, long-legged if they stand yeah. up right. So I'm going to say that this is not actually a spider monkey. Uh, Al-Sadim certainly believes it's a spider monkey. But that doesn't mean anything. Uh, no, this is more like a... This is a they anyone, can be smaller as yeah, well. Yeah, this, this, this monkey is about, is about the same size as the parrot. Okay. For now. So pretty if, big, but not stupid. If this, is this parrot uh, to... Um, uh, sit on Corson's shoulder, for example. Would it be like an extra foot or two <laughs> in height? Yeah, functionally, it would be. It would be like uh, having an extra, having Corson's head again in height. If it was okay. so comfortably on your shoulder, because yeah, it's really big. Yeah, it's it is almost comically. It it, it would be quite comical. Yes. He uh, says to us, "Don't suppose you have any crackers, do you?" Ah! Holy one, a kraken! 
Crossing is triggered. Legit triggered, not like white fuckboy triggered, like actual triggered. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, Crossing goes very silent for a few moments. Alright. He takes the, the, the parrot. Do you want me to hold that? I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm going to have to be having some long conversations with this parrot. Ah! I'll be waiting. I'm not taking it off you. I didn't sign up for a fucking pit. You're both stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I disagree. <laughs> yeah, both fucking idiots. What am I going to do with a monkey? Uh, voice... Play the xylophone, I've got one. A voice pops up in your head. Just take care of him for a time. Once he accepts you as your ma- uh, as his master, you can introduce him to me, and well, we'll make friends then. Okay. Don't want to be anyone's master. That's weird. Just want to be friends. <laughs> We're your friends, but my monkey isn't. <laughs> well, that's not my fucking. <laughs> like I say, you're both fucking idiots. <laughs> Alcidian will happily sell you some parrot, cr- uh, some parrot crackers and a selection of uh, Do they uh, like sweets? And nuts and I have not tried Alcidian has not tried to no. feed these creatures sweets. I won't try. <laughs> but, Probably uh, not best That's how you get diabetic chimps like yeah. in Alcidian does have a selection of uh, nuts and dried meats perhaps as well. That sounds better. Alcidim would be perfectly willing to sell you a uh, is a very reasonable supply of both for. Yep, will be perfectly willing to sell you a two-month supply of both for uh, the low low price of six gold crowns. I'm not helping either of you. I'll give you five. <laughs> You're going to take that carrot out of my shop, yes? <laughs> <laughs> Give me <you> four. <laughs> How long have you had him? How long have you had him? El Sidim has had that parrot for too many years. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have that parrot. It's too good an opportunity. I need to know what it is. The, the, the parrot looks up at El Sidim. She left you for a reason. <laughs> wow. What reason I will was it? Gold. So, Celestia has no inhibitions. What reason was it? Okay, four gold. Now get that on the shelf. Bye. Okay, um, two things. First of all, uh, Coulson says, it's very good. You didn't happen to see any uh, toy shops around here, did you? Toy sh- Why? There's a reason. Is it for your son? Do you want to buy something for a little cousin? Yes. I was going to see if I could find... Does he want a monkey? <laughs> you bought a monkey. You look after that. Probably know, uh, mm. not best, but I was going to buy him like a ship in a bottle. Oh. oh. Monkey is very excited by the prospect of food. <laughs> very sweet. Uh... I, I feed the monkey. Investigation yeah. wise, was there anything? You don't need one. This this whole area is quite high class uh, and does have a lot of small shops, including yes, a uh, woodworker uh, toy maker's shop, uh, where you can see there is a 
small, uh, elderly uh, male halfling with uh, puffy white hair and thick kind of bottle. I look at him and I get nice bottle hair. glasses. What? <laughs> You're making fun of my hair? No, I like it. It's good. Seriously. Either a persuasion or deception check, depending on whether you were being honest. Persuasion. I was being honest. I liked it. It's good. Okay, that's a 22. Good. I rub oils into it every day. Good. So, you're looking for toys, are you? Yes, actually. Um, You wouldn't happen to have uh, a a ship in a bottle kit, would you? Of course I do. I'm Bimble Bimblebury, the best toy maker in town. Bimble Bimblebury. It'll be four gold pieces. Bimbleberries are. And he leans over conspiratorial. Mm-hmm. Gold is muck. It's the first time uh, I've seen Cause and Beer Leaders. It's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, very well. Four gold pieces was that. Yep. Very well. And he hands over the four gold pieces. Something you do indeed. You get a lovely little ship in a bottle. <laughs> Kit. Um, very pretty. How? Like what? Sorry. Yeah. What type of ship is it? It is. <coughs> is it a brig? Is it a, a d six? Roll me a d six, please. Cocked. Super cocked. Two. It is a second-rate ship of the line. Okay. Uh, one uh, of a design type classically used uh, by the, uh, I'm going to say, the Thrynese Navy in this case, rather than an Assyrian design. Fair enough. Okay. Um, and it is complete. Yes. Yeah, all right, okay. He's, it, yeah. He, he's going to get that, and he's, yeah. Yeah. I tell him stories sometime about sort of stuff, you know, the the wholesome side of what we do. So he doesn't know you're a privateer. Well, no, he. he he's I'm assuming we're walking out of the shop by yeah. this point. He's aware of what I do for a living, but I'm not entirely sure he fully grasps what that means. I mean, he's seven. It's quite young. Hmm. Yeah, you know, you you try and do well for your kids you know like give them a give them something to look up to I suppose <laughs> although to be honest <laughs> even at seven he's already well on his way to being his old man <laughs> like of course he is I I just hope that when the time comes for him to choose what he wants to do with his life, he has all the freedom with which I can provide him. That's nice. I like that. Thank you for telling us. Well, like I say, I was... I was going to tell you uh, sooner or later anyway. You've... You've earned the right to know. And it's something that I don't share with everyone, but, well, I think it's fair to say that I wouldn't be here if it weren't for the uh, two of you right now. Same to the both of you. 
and as such I think we've gone beyond the point where it's where we should be having secrets from each other Ooh. that's uh, a lovely idea there's a difference between secrets and things you just don't wish to talk about. No, that's uh -huh. there's not secrets and things you don't wish to talk about the same thing. Um, Have there a... are some things that I would love to tell the pair of you, but they're not just secrets. Yeah, but we don't ask about them, and you don't tell us unless it's something we need to know. That would be better for everyone. I'm not... Trust me that I... I want to say more, I really do. It would be great. But if we need to know, you'll tell us. Deal. I can so long as we understand that, that's fine. She's waiting. It's fucking the eye of the storm. Aradne's tits. I hate that thing already. <laughs> Did you ever hear at the old uh, shanty about Scarrell's privateers? <laughs> Maybe. Probably. Hmm. I wonder if this bird here knows it. <laughs> We're tired of both my legs. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, yes. Right. <laughs> the men singing it one night when they were pissed. I've definitely heard it. So we got lots of nice stuff to make us really quiet and stealthy, and then we bought barrels. This is not our brightest day. I blame both of you for this. I, I for once, had no us. input into this stupid situation we're in. For once, it was entirely not my fault. No, I, I, I would never buy a fucking pet. I'm not that stupid. I think probably most of the time these things are going to be better off on the ship. The friend wanted a friend. The monkey is probably going to be much less annoying than your one. You've got yourself into a right hole there. His teeth are very sharp. Kind of look like mine. Your teeth suit you. <laughs> 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 Out of character, you two are far too good at that. <laughs> you are. One day in the Q and A, we'll talk about Robbie's animal noises. It will be great, but I'm going to leave that for later. <laughs> As you kind of bicker over your newly acquired pets, the three of you make your way towards the uh, silken goose. And the next of your... I puff my chest writing. out and get ready to be posh. More cheerful tasks for the first day of winter. And that is where we will pick up next time. Thank you all very much for playing. And thank you all very much for listening. Farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. I didn't always drift alone before the storm consumed my home. 
I'll sail the world and seek its end. But now I'll journey on with friends. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Cassinier. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.